0: What's up everybody welcome into to another episode of scurry and the scrub this is jordan scurry checking in it is what is the date sunday the she's 17th i don't even know days yeah. days start to blur now man it's Honestly. just a, it's another
1: day in the in the year another day in the another day in the life
0: another day in the life but checking in here matt how you doing on this sunday
1: i'm alive man i woke up alive so you know I'm still, yeah, that, I'm making it. I mean, making that, it through. That would
0: be a blessing. That would be a blessing. So we'll take that one. That's and been we'll the number one
1: it. number one goal of every day is to wake up,
0: like yeah,
1: because you know shit's been happening a lot. So
0: yep, yep. You never know. You never know. So <laughs> we try to. That's that's a good. You gotta small wins, I guess. Yeah, one. that's
1: what I'm talking about. Yeah, you gotta like it's you gotta fun. appreciate the little things, like opening your eyes in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like okay, now we gotta tackle the stresses of the 24 hours
0: ahead basically <laughs> yeah so i try to fill my day with as many tasks small tasks as possible so small wins man 2021 we're here but we digress No you know who didn't get a small win yesterday
1: creighton no, they got a Crayon small a they small got a small win. elf <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, a small L. I don't even know where, you, where do you even want to start with that. Like, there's so much. Yeah, frustration. So much we
0: can, <laughs> I, I get. <laughs> there's so much we can get into. I mean, the the obvious is we have to talk about the refing situation in that end of game. Like, I will say, I was watching it with no volume, so when I did watch it, like, I didn't even notice that as much. But now that I go back, I'm like, come on, why is this always happening to Creighton? And so, I don't know. I'm sick of it. I know they're sick of it. And so, I'm calling it out now that these games that are, like, trap games like this for Creighton are not officiated as normal games in the Big East are. So, I'm calling it out. I'm calling that out. I've
1: always wondered what it felt like as a player, like – do do you guys sweat that stuff? Like, do you do do you ever like go into a locker room after a, a game like that and be like, "Man, we got screwed." Like, does a player does a team ever like just well, harp on are, the
0: refs a lot, or does yeah, that more obviously a fan thing? Those ones games like that are tough. I mean, like you go back, obviously in the locker room, the conversation immediately after the game is not about that last play; it's about the millions of things during the game that would like you didn't do to separate yourself. Like to ma- basically it sh- shouldn't have came down to that. That's what the conversation is immediately after. Um, but I think there's obviously part of you that after a game like that goes home and you're like, come on, why? Like, why did the, re- like, of course the refs are going to call this game like that. Like just to make it close and just to make it a game, like, I don't know. It's just to make, to make it competitive. Like I, I-, I get it. Like, and all that, like, to, to make sure that, like, there's no, I don't know, to level the playing field in whatever way, I get it. But um, I just think yeah, it's tough. Like, I, I, I got frustrated because I just remember after the Marquette game, like, after that one, I was really frustrated because I was like, you get annoyed when you played well enough to win even the little mistakes that you did make. Like, yeah, you can go back, but it's like, come on.
1: man. You know what's funny about the Marquette game and mm-hmm. yesterday? Hmm. So I don't I don't know how much you've suppressed of that Marquette game. Like you're talking about the Sam Hauser point eight, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, so I suppressed d- a lot of
0: it only because we got them back at the end of that year.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. So the yeah. the but the the thing that I realized yesterday um, was the same referee who was standing closest to Hauser in Stop. that game, Mike Roberts. Stop. He was Stop. the he was by half court yesterday watching like that shot clock violation that didn't get called. Stop. Yeah, same guy. Yep. See, this is why I hit the, um, dude the, the dude who had the dude uh, the dude the dude who had the best angle oh. at Sam releasing the ball also had the best angle at like Christian blocking Enzi and not that thing not hitting the rim with six point six left because that's what happened. Like Creighton should have had six point six seconds to get the last shot off of regulation. Correct. Because they didn't get the bad ball. Did not hit the rim. It got mm-hmm. blocked by Christian. And Mm -hmm. the shot clock went off before that dude missed the bunny. Like the ball was in his hand, 6.6 seconds. The red light was on. And the ref who had the best like vantage point at seeing that thing, not even come close to the rim was the same ref who was closest to Sam Hauser that called that three good with 0.8 left basically. So same guy, Mike, Mike Mike Roberts, remember the name.
0: I'm glad you did your research. He's also the dude who called. You calling me. him out by name? Yeah. See, I'm out here like, yo, I'm calling oh, out the refs. You. So you're like,
1: no, 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 I'm calling him out by name. No, by name. Yeah, I want him known. Like, is this a new segment? Is this a he's... new segment we have? <laughs> yeah. We're we're doing we're, we're we're opening episodes with callouts. If the, is that what we're it, doing? Listen, we're gonna call people. Last we name Last week, I week it. it was white supremacy. This week it's bad refing. Like we bad refing. We're just gonna oh, we're, we're going to hold people to account. I, what love we do.
0: I love it. I love it. We're coming out hot. I like this. He was also the I same like
1: dude it. who ran in and called that transition foul on Sharif when he got bodied on that, like, loose ball. Oh, Remember yeah. That? that?
0: ridiculous, yeah.
1: That basically started the beginning of the end for Creighton's, like, run I there. saw your
0: tweet, like, give me a break. because I only, I only laughed at it because I'm like, why did my man really run in there like that? But like, he was ready for that call. He was ready to make that call. The the worst part about it was
1: like, uh, the both of the refs got it wrong, just one got it worse wrong. Like, the first ref, you know, Mm -hmm. he gave the ball back to Creighton, which I guess, okay, fine. But Sharif got like clotheslined, like maybe he sold it a little bit, but he literally got like bulldozed. Oh, yeah, yeah. he had most, he had the ball Mm -hmm. first. Like, he didn't, you can argue he didn't have control Mm -hmm. of it, but he at least made a dribble Mm -hmm. on it to get it corralled. And then, like, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was yeah. uh, Chuck Harris, right? Like, he just comes and just plows mm-hmm. over him, plows through mm-hmm. him, basically. And so mm-hmm. O'Connell's just like – Are you talking about the one in the – It was like uh, – The I bottom it, baseline? It was like, yeah, I think it was fifty-one thirty-eight 38 at that time, maybe, when it happened. So yeah. Ten, about 10 and a half minutes. Okay, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, – yeah brian o'connell's coming in from like the far baseline corner and he like just rules it creighton ball incidental contact apparently it was like what the f-? okay oh. and then uh the other ref comes in and overrules him and i'm like okay he's got the this guy's got the foul because he had the closest to it that was mike roberts uh-huh. and he comes yeah. in and calls the foul but he calls it on sharif and i'm just like what like what sharif's going to the rim with the ball basically like and he just got plowed. I thought that one was going to be. And then later in the game, you call that flagrant on Denzel, so Chuck Harris can basically so- bulldoze Sharif, and you call the foul on Sharif. But but, uh, but this is what I mean. They, but Aaron Thompson can flop like, on were- Denzel, basically boxing him out, and it's a flagrant. Two shots in the ball, and they tie the game. And like, come on, what mm-hmm. the? You talk about so, leveling in the playing And here. I want
0: to. I want to be clear. I want to be clear about it too, because this is my actual analysis. Like, I'm not trying to say, oh, because Butler's at home and. Because Creighton's ranked, like, oh, the, but- Butler, the refs were trying to look out for Butler. No, I'm not trying to say that. What I'm actually trying to say is that it's, like, because Butler likes to play more physical and they're known as that, and because Creighton is known as just this transition three-point shooting team, these refs, I feel like, and I know they know these teams. I'm not, like, acting like they're coming into it being like, oh. I'm like, no. They just call it, like, that game. They let Butler be more physical because that's their style of play. But then, when Creighton had similar physical type fouls or type plays, I'm not even saying fouls. I'm just like even saying that Sharif thing. They're like, "Oh no, that's it's got to be a foul on Creighton because that's not them." See what I'm saying? You know, it doesn't make so sense. It's like
1: based on their, it's based on like the team's basically.
0: identity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel so like Creight- I if always Creighton matches up their physicality.
1: I, it means I, they're basically fouling, essentially. Yes. yes. So if Butler's because, doing oh, it, it, it's just who they are.
0: Hmm. Okay. I always felt that way playing. I always felt that way when we when we would have teams like that's why those. Some of those games were so, especially in the road. Some of those games were so annoying because you were like, all right, like the refs and especially in the first half where they were like, you were always going to games being like, I really hope the rest are like, because I would know like at like a St. John's or something or a Seton Hall like when the bigs were getting foul trouble early, like a Martin, get getting foul trouble early. It would always be like. I mean, Martin did <laughs> pickpockets a little bit. He put his hand in the cookie jar. But still, because they saw him, like, being active even in ball screens, I thought, like, they would be like, oh, that's not that, – that's not him. And then I'm like, oh, what do you – come on, man. You don't call the same thing if it's, uh like, homeboy for Marquette, Theo John. Like, Theo John doesn't get that because it's Craig. I don't know. Sorry to go on right there. But I just always have felt that way about some of the officiating for Craig games." I mean, I don't like to be that guy either, but
1: I don't even know if anybody does. I don't know. Is it fun to complain about the refs for people? No. You know, like, give us some feedback on that if you're listening. Like, do you like true. reasons to complain about the officials? Like, do you just not like officiating that much? Um, But it's like, it's becoming such a problem. I just don't like – I can't unnotice it because there's so many – Games that are coming down to these mm-hmm. situations, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to keep it 100 and make sure we talk about exactly. the things that exactly that teams can control that they didn't control exactly. that they lost. I get, I, I exactly. totally, get, I even said it yesterday. I'm like, yeah, I promise, I'm gonna dissect the reasons that Creighton lost from the mm-hmm. standpoint of the things that they didn't control that they could have controlled Mm -hmm. like i get that yeah
0: we'll get into that but uh but
1: you can also ignore the fact that this there's the day they lost by four points in overtime yeah and there's xyz all these examples of poor officiating one-sided officiating inconsistent Mm -hmm. officiating Mm -hmm. that stuff matters too Mm -hmm. you can't just not talk. you can't just
0: not talk about that like and that's the point that bothers me it's just inconsistent like I get it. Like, refs are going to make mistakes. Players make mistakes. I like I'm, – I'm not saying refs got to be perfect. I never – but I'm just like, I don't like inconsistency. Like, I don't like them calling it a certain way for creating one game and then the other not. I've seen it even, like, when games where, like, Marcus would get in foul trouble, like, late last like last year. I would be like, what? Like, <laughs> come on. You're not – he can't be – like – Guys can get all up in him, but he can't get all up in other guards. Like, and then to foul on him, I'm confused. So, uh, yeah. Just, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to just call like I see it. I'm always called like I see it and yeah. how I feel. I just Maybe I'm wrong, like, but yeah, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying how I see it.
1: You have the foul disparity of the free throw disparity, and I just don't – I just don't
0: – like,
1: Butler was 6 of 19 from 3, Creighton was 6 of 23, but Butler shot 11 more free wow. throws and – Creighton mm-hmm. was called for five more fouls. Like, mm-hmm. but Butler's the more physical team. Mm-hmm. Butler's the more physical team. They Crane should does. be being called for more fouls because they're just physical. Yeah, like, they man. should. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't make sense. Crane does. Or, get, we and then and then you break it down Crane, and look at what they got called for. I I just want to like go back to the first like ten mm-hmm. seconds of the second half to cry out loud. Mm-hmm. Damian Jefferson, six foot five, two twenty, whatever he is, in there battling with like Bryce Enzi. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're just jostling for position. And uh, like DJ's losing the battle. Okay. He's getting mm-hmm. like, he's getting displaced mm-hmm. from the paint essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that a foul on DJ? I don't know. He's just getting backed. He's know. getting backed out of the I paint. I don't know. You know what I mean? It saying? doesn't make any sense. What did sense. he do wrong like- there? That's I don't because th- that's his third foul. That's Damian Jefferson's third foul right away off the jump to start the half. So I, he's basically playing twenty minutes in foul trouble at that. Point.
0: And what gets me about those is I'm like, what was going on? Like, cause the ref had to be like hyper focusing on just that interaction, and like that's such a small interaction. So I'm whenever I see those foul like off ball, any of those, like you think like why was that such a crucial part even to the like what was going on? And that one baffles me because I'm like it just wasn't like it wasn't even like in play it wasn't like he was a threat anything and i'm like what did he see that made him like i don't know what the ref was just like like because there had to be uh, we're missing something i i need more from that because it just doesn't make sense
1: we, there was nothing there that's what i mean like that's why i clipped it that's why i looked at it over i'm like what did you see what 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 Where's the violation? What what yeah, is DJ, yo, what, what is DJ doing sense. to hinder Enzi's ability make to post sense. up there? Because Enzi's just backing him out of the paint. Like does anyone, the the, the point whoever's got the ball at that point can make that pass, and mm-hmm. no, DJ can't do anything to stop that. Like, mm-hmm. why is there a foul there? And in, in ten seconds into know. the half, it was like a two second little exchange. So you had to have been watching it. Like you know, someone from the Butler coaching staff tipped you off to say, "Hey, Creighton's holding uh, our post." Guy That's what I was game. about to say.
0: It had to, that's when I was Because That was say a point of he, emphasis call. Like, okay, we yeah, got, to, we got, because he watch was this looking at that. He mm-hmm. was looking at that as that play was going on. Yeah. Like, you, unless, unless there was somebody said something to him or like he, uh, yeah, it had to have been, that's a good call. It's like that somebody from Butler said it because I was thinking, like, unless a player said it, yeah, it had to be the player or coach, or something.
1: So, does that affect you guys? That is, does that affect you as a player? Because, like you said, Butler is a more physical team. So, if you're talking about, you know, how you said earlier when the officials try to let you play to your strengths, like uh-huh. if they let Butler be more physical, Creighton has to ratchet up their physicality to match that, um, you know, to counter it. Uh-huh. Is that an instance where DJ's trying to be physical with a big guy and because they think Creighton's not a physical team because that narrative exists? I don't think they ever give DJ benefit of the doubt,
0: ever, on those plays. Really? We've seen it all. Yeah. we Even even when he uh, makes certain moves, I don't know if it's about just something about his game, like the way he moves or something, but even when he makes, like, when, dude, what was the game? When they flopped, when he jump stopped, and, like, Ucon. pulled up for that. Yeah.
1: When well, the dudes ran into each other, and he didn't even touch any yes. of them? Yeah, and they called yes. that charge? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, the they, yeah. ne-
0: they never give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know what it is. that's what I'm talking I about. I is. don't like
1: to complain about refs, but this shit's piling up now.
0: Yeah. Because you have that.
1: That's arguably, like, the worst call you've ever seen. And then you mm-hmm. also have the stupid call on Sharif. You have the shot clock violation that yeah. didn't even get reviewed. Like, these things are mounting up, and it's like, yeah. wait. I, I, yeah. I'm tired of ignoring this stuff because the Big East historically has mm-hmm. been – you know, there's a lot of battles in this thing. Mm-hmm. Teams don't just like what happened last week where Creighton ran Seton Hall and St. John's off the floor. That doesn't happen like all the time. You're gonna mm-hmm. find yourself in a lot of games where it's one or two possessions, yeah. and a call like that matters. Definitely. Oh, Definitely. like just can you just not I mean. screw that up? Like just stop screwing that's what that I mean. shit up. I'm not asking a lot of you guys. Just there's three so, of you. Talk shit out if you have that to. That was just
0: get it right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I just, yeah. The odds were, I guess the conclusion here is the odds were very against Crane yesterday to cause to go into Butler, and they had what? How many fans did they have there? Do you know? Like what capacity? Somewhere,
1: I, I think it was north of two. I think it's like in the twenty five hundred range is what they're doing. Because it holds. I think they're at twi- I think they're at twenty five percent capacity. 10. Actually, let me see. It oh, holds I'll ten. So it. yeah, it holds ten. Yeah. But yeah, because um, I remember when it was
0: sold out. Uh, they, they, they had, uh, they had 16, the end of game, remember, 1693
1: they had in there. 1693. Yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday. So it's probably That's like awesome. less than 20% of 20% capacity, I guess. What's Hinkle like Good. to play in? They're going to play NCAA tournament games there. I think that place is a dump. Do you? Where? Hinkle. Where?
0: Hinkle. Yes. are going to play NCAA tournament games there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is breaking news to me. This is is it real? Yeah, they announced it. Oh, the I wouldn't like that. Last week, I would like a week and a half ago. No, I wouldn't like that. Ah, uh, that might be cool. I like that. Make up uh, your mind. <laughs> I like that they're doing it like for the history of what Hinkle is. Yeah, like, that's cool because now now it gives guys the opportunity who would never have played in the Big East or have never have ventured to butler university like the opportunity to see like this story hang Fieldhouse, house so i think that's cool i would not like playing on that court in the ncaa tournament like no that's what i'm I'm saying. spoiled though i'm spoiled though we got to go my ncaa tournament experience we went to the golden one center which was incredible in uh sacramento where mm-hmm. the kings play incredible it's got the windows in the back like you can see, it's like a sunny day as you're playing it's, it's beautiful and then we played in what is it, uh, in Charlotte where the Hornets play. Oh, yeah, that facility was nice. What's that called? Um, Spectrum. Yeah. Spectrum Arena. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And so that one was also super nice. And it had, like, the NBA tunnel and everything, so I'm spoiled. Hinkle is not the golden one center. That's Mm all. I I like, I think, like, I I would want to be in the coolest pro arenas. But I guess uh, there's a lot of basketball, like, players that would appreciate the or a lot of college basketball players that would appreciate that that historic Kinkle Fieldhouse experience. I, so. I guess that's fair.
1: I understand the nostalgia part of it, but I just don't get a lot of good feedback from players playing in that gym, like sightline. Yeah, no, it's the rims are trash, dead the are trash. The sightlines suck. Like yep. it's got you know it's
0: just old, yeah. and sneaky and weird. Like no, other Max, than Mac is tripped on that uh, like that uprise too because you know how it, the benches are below. Like Max even like been like I oh, don't this is annoying because he's tripped. I mean, it's kind of. I'm not gonna lie, we did laugh when he when he tripped once game. Yeah, I really We was like,
1: but I think that was like the last time you guys went Hinkle too was when he almost fell on his face.
0: Oh, don't bring that stat up now. I'm about to be like Mac. I think that, that was it. Like yeah, you gotta, man, you you gotta like. bust your ass for us to <laughs> win the game. You gotta bust your
1: ass for us to loosen up a little bit and win this game. Yeah. Yeah. Laugh a little bit and then we'll get it get done. You know yeah, what I hard, came out
0: hard place to win. Hard place to win though, for real though. Yeah. So That's here's here's where I'm gonna it.
1: jump back into like the basketball part of it. Like I came yeah. out of that game appreciating Aaron Thompson more than I have like in his career, which is probably my bad really? <laughs> because he's better than I've been talking about him. I just don't I don't like uh I'm not a fan of non-shooting ball handlers in the 21st century you know i'm saying i just feel like what are you i just like what are you trying to do at this point with the, i agree pick a different sport you know i'm saying yeah or or learn how to shoot one of the two yeah um but man he if you're talking about one difference i think i might write about this later if you're talking about one key difference in that game and i just ignore the uncontrollable parts of it like just talk about yep What did one team do? What did the other team – what was the other team not capable of? Having a veteran point guard who could just dictate the terms of engagement, like Mm -hmm. here's where we're getting on offense. Mm -hmm. Here's where we're going to live. Here's where we're going to try to score. Here's where we're going to try to win this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, All due respect to Sharif Mitchell, I know he, like, wasn't 100% and he did a good job Mm -hmm. on Jair Bolden and, and, like, holding him Mm -hmm. down. Um, mm-hmm. He was our leading scorer going into the game, and Sharif held him basically to half his average. Uh, this is not an indictment on Sharif at all. But Aaron Thompson mm-hmm. versus Marcus Zagorowski is just a different type of battle than Aaron Thompson yeah. versus, like, Sharif Mitchell at that point guard spot because definitely he took that game. He came back in. I charted this down because I rewatched it a couple times last night. Yep. Came back in, I think, with, like, nine minutes and change left, just barely over nine minutes left and Butler was down 11. And every time he got into the paint, uh, he got into the paint with the ball 10 times of their 22 possessions that they had left in the game, they scored on nine of them, nine of those mm. 10 possessions they scored on. He, mm. had, he had four of those buckets himself, and the other mm. five he assisted on directly. And not yeah. like these little cheapy assists where he – Passed it out to the dude, and the dude made some plays yeah. and, and got a bug. Like, that was- like, straight into shooting pockets a couple times on kickout threes and straight into little dump-offs for easy go-up-and-lay-it-in moves. Like, he dropped dimes when I'm talking about these five assists. They were – the player who caught the ball had nothing else to do but but score. They, they were already ready-made. Yeah. So, like, he dominated the final nine minutes of that game. He's the reason <laughs> Butler won. When you watch it, it boils down to that. Because when you look at the the 12 possessions where they didn't get him the ball on that little roll and replace action at the elbow, you know, Mm -hmm. like 18 to 15 Mm -hmm. feet extended where he could just go into the paint and make a play, the Mm -hmm. 12 possessions where they didn't get him going in that action, they had six points and five turnovers. Mm -hmm. Like, So think about the difference in that. Six points and five turnovers when they didn't get him the ball in the paint with his feet in the paint making a play for his teammates or himself versus the 10 possessions where they did, they scored Mm -hmm. 20 points and scored on nine of those possessions. So yeah, you're talking you about a 90% success head, no. rate. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the,
0: it's the veteran leadership. It, well, no, I shouldn't say that. It's the just experience as a senior. It's a, he – because, like, you could tell out there, like, he had such good chemistry with, like, the bigs and whoever. Like, in when you were saying he was dropping dimes, it was, like, the same way, like – mark his job times to like CB just cause he knows him so well, like where he needs it to make a play with it. And like, you could see like the bigs for Butler could just go up and get it like score where he would drop it. Or like on the wing, it started to move once he got in the paint, like it didn't move, it moved like wing to wing a little bit or pass, whatever. But once he got in the paint, that was like, and it came out again, that's when the offense initiated then you were like, Oh, cause that's when they hit those shot The, who is it that hit the three down late down the stretch in the game? they kind of like,
1: um that was on like a little uh dribble handoff to a trailer but thompson initiated that too that was the one time yeah that's what i mean that was the one bucket they did that where he didn't get in the paint where he still dropped off a dime because it was off of still initiated it was off of a mitch uh, mitch missed a fadeaway three Mm -hmm. front rim three yeah it led to a little run out so thompson led the break uh and then i think miles tate was trailing him a little bit and he just kind of like did a little dribble exchange there And he banged a three, like, and that cut that cut it from four to three in overtime. So, yeah, you're talking about what was that? If Mitch hits a three, they hit a a six point swing right there. Mm. But if Mitch hits that three, it's ball game. Mm. They hit that three, it's they're back Mm. in it, basically, is what happened there. Mm. So, yeah, that was the only
0: time they scored where he didn't get in the paint. And then, kind of just Just to go back to, like, even, like, what you were just saying about Reef, like, not an indictment on Reef, and even, like, Jack got in there and did his thing for a little bit, and I was, like, and I love seeing them both, like, out there and all that, but, again, like, after that game, the, uh, like, taking my bias out of it, I was trying to be, like, you know what this Creighton team really needs? A Marcus Zagorowski. Like, (laughs) that, you could just tell late down the stretch, man, like, again, not an indictment on. Anybody, but it was just like you see how having that composed point guard lay down the stretch. See Providence turns out versus when you have like chaos going late in games and guys don't know what to do and you know ends up being a couple late Mr. Simonson and then Denzel wants to rage foul and then game over. So
1: it's it, I mean it's not even like I don't know if we I don't know if we're tiptoeing around talking about, like, deficiencies in Sharif from Jets game. It's just Marcus is really good. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. that's what it boils down to. That's what it's it like comes Marcus down to is it. a great player.
0: Like, mm-hmm. you know, arguably the best. you just
1: know where he would have made a difference yesterday. hmm Yeah. It's just very apparent. Like, yeah, you watch the St. John's game and the way that's, like I said, it's about dictating terms, right? So yes. Aaron Thompson dictated the terms of a game that Marcus Zagorowski is equipped to deal with. Okay? Mm-hmm. St. John's dictated the terms of game. D- dictated the terms of the game that Sharif Mitchell is fine with dealing with. Exactly. Up and down, chaotic, pressure. Exactly. Sharif, like exactly. he thrives in that situation. He creates yeah. that situation every day in practice for himself. Yeah. So St. John's yes. doing that to him is like you're basically just trying to give him a taste of his own medicine, and he loves that. Like that's that's, mm. that's like a candy to him. You know what I'm saying? But like Aaron Thompson, uh, you know, walking the ball up not even initiating the offense the whole time. He plays off the ball a little bit, and he waits uh-huh. till like 15 seconds left in the shot clock. Then he comes and gets it, um, and then it he gets him going.
0: Suit. Throws his body at you when he attacks the basket. Yeah,
1: all those shot fakes and head fakes and all that yeah. kind of stuff. That's veteran savvy. That's experience. Yes, yeah. yes, yes.
0: And Marcus
1: Marcus Zagorowski's seen all that, and he knows how to do that to a defender too. And when you're talking about – what what Creighton's offense needed, Denzel went off to get them the lead, right? But did anybody else really get going? You still with oh, Did I lose you? No, I got you. You're frozen, though. All right, we back. Wonders of I recording podcasts on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> You know, have yeah, yeah, hiccups every yeah. now and then, but you can pause it though. So we're good. So we're back. So I was like, hopefully. Yeah.
0: Even, big- though, even though Matt's yeah. the scrub, I think my Wi-Fi is really <laughs> the real scrub of this podcast. Sorry. So sorry to the, the listeners. We got like, <laughs> Scurry's the baller, but he's got
1: like the scrub, scrub uh, equipment.
0: That's, what do you guys think? You think, think it's scary in the scrub and Matt's the scrub, but it's really scary in the scrub because uh, Scurry in his scrub Wi-Fi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, anyway, so anyway, before we got rudely interrupted by technology, um so rudely. God dang Russians. Uh
0: <laughs>
1: here we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh like so you know what I mean? It's not like uh it's not an indictment of Sharif or Jet or anybody yeah. else who plays that spot. It's just like an acknowledgement that Marcus mm. Zagorowski is a really good player.
0: You could argue if you
1: look down, just like watch the film, he maybe is the best point guard in Creighton history. All due respect to the greats of the past, but Mm. like Mm. that, and especially for what the style that he's running, like the style of fight Mm. Creighton wants to have for with people. Yeah, I mean, you could just tell from Nick Baud did a great job throughout the game yesterday of talking about unreal like the spacing that Butler was not respecting that you have to when Marcus is on the floor. Exactly, and when, and when you're talking about that, it's not just one aspect of like, oh, yeah, well, they have to guard this guy. They have to guard Marcus because he can hit shots. Marcus can also – you can also play off Marcus a little bit, force, and then he can force bad closeouts, which exactly. he can attack and score with at with either hand because he has a good Euro step, good misdeception, misdirection moves in the paint. Um, he can hit shots over you. So, like, Sharif probably won't take a three that's contested. Marcus can. And yeah, has hit those before. Right. Yeah. So that's another aspect. I don't remember a whole lot of, uh, pick and roll action, a uh, big little pick and roll action with, uh, with Sharif yesterday. That's Marcus's it's bread big. and butter. Um, and then with the extra passes and stuff, Marcus yeah. knows how to constantly move around the floor, kind of like Steph Curry. You know, he doesn't ever stay mm-hmm. in one spot. Mm-hmm. He cuts a lot. He gets to different spots. He makes you trace him. And if you are late on closeouts, he can find the open guy quickly with his peripheral you vision a few and his back awareness. Doors here and there. Yeah, there's just off-ball. so many little things that Marcus Segorowski yeah. can do on the yeah. floor that you're talking about a four-point game. It, it it those those little things that add up to a bucket here or there that stop a run or that make make a run smaller for opposing teams. That's mm-hmm. the difference in the end of a game, right there. It just absolutely it's just fine. so. Yeah. Butler yeah. had a guy
0: like that. Creighton didn't. Yeah, and Nick pointed that out, like, throughout the game. He did a great job of calling the game. Like, he was saying even early on, he was like, the game before, prior, like, obviously, I mean, it was a win, so he was like, Creighton wasn't missing, I mean, and at no point, like, in that first game, like, at the St. John's, we were like, oh, they really were missing Marcus here, like, but this game they did, and that was it, and that was kind of the story of the game, and obviously, like, it ended up being, like, that last two minutes was just, hectic and chaotic which where it's like that's the difference and so like i thought nick did a great job of framing that all game and then of course the way it ends is like yeah i think if they have marcus they win that game just because of the composure that he brings and just the ability to set the table like you're saying thompson did like that having that late for creighton would have won that game
1: I i also think butler was really prepared for sharif like they were like okay yeah you That's know, Mar- if Marcus has a hamstring, let's just hedge our bet that he's not going to be ready. And then, yeah, you know, if he is, I mean, mm-hmm. we're essentially screwed anyway because they're a way better team mm-hmm. at that point. But mm-hmm. the, you know, the, you could see that they were ready to defend Sharif because mm-hmm. they were from the opening possession, they were clogging driving lanes, mm-hmm. playing off
0: of him. I think he hit a three early too because they played off. He did, way. he hit a three early. But I think what's hard, and I tried to think about this too, because I was like after that game, I was like, damn, this was this would have been a great game for Sharif to really like uh put a great performance out there to like show how like kind of like what we've all seen of he's capable of and him just to show uh like how he's capable of like sustaining it. But I think <laughs> what was hard for his mindset like going into the game, what I would have trouble with is just like the way he plays and the way he's inserted into a game when they have Marcus, right, is to be that, like, hectic, chaotic, defensive presence and then also, like, do his thing offensively, like, in transition, push the pace, do all that. That's hard to sustain, like, to come in. Like, even to come in, whether he was starting or just taking the majority of minutes at the point guard position, that's hard to sustain, like – if your role was to be that energy guy and you were bringing and think like, I got to have the game. Like, like now I have to sustain playing point. Guard, so I can't bring that 110 all the time. Like I got to find maybe like he psyched himself out a little bit just because he wasn't that presence that I think we're used to seeing. He is and uh, didn't have as much of an impact on that game as uh, I think we all wanted him to. But yeah. Yep,
1: yeah. and that's uh that's the story of that. Yeah. <laughs> the story of another. What is that? Was that like the? I think the home team won the last six games, right? So there's that four straight. L's at Hinkle for Creighton. Is that what that is?
0: Yeah, I can't remember the last time we won there. I can't remember.
1: I think it was Winning the year. That. I think it was the it was, year, the last year. Last time you guys won there, I think was the. Uh, after Maurice got hurt.
0: Yeah, Davion started. Had yeah, a couple late Like T like,
1: like C played really well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the last time you guys won there. Was that sixteen, seventeen? That was my and... freshman year. That was my freshman year, right? Okay. So you, yeah. you you won it, Hinkle. You know what it's like. My freshman year. Never won again. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's, been, it's been a tough road.
0: No, I think, no you, guys, way. I think I you
1: guys got worked the year after that. You guys got rolled. It was their senior night, Keelan Martin. Andrew oh yeah. Like they, oh yeah. They smoked you guys that night. Oh yeah. And then I uh, remember
0: Keelan Martin. Oh yeah, and that was like uh Kamar Baldwin too. Yeah, come on. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, they smashed you that night. That was like not even a, that was never a competitive game. And then I think the year after that might have been that 1819 year might have been competitive. had
0: some funny teams, man, in that era. <laughs> they did. had some funny teams. Let's see. Lamar Baldwin was a bucket though. Oh my Atlanta. He oh, was...
1: Atlanta. Oh my Atlanta. Oh he yeah, was 1819 so... wasn't close either. Dang. What were you guys? Oh Jesus, you guys were down like twenty at half. Yeah, that was a blow. Oh, up.
0: yeah, no, like bring up all the stats. Just crush me. Yeah, that's great. That's we I, I need the scores to relive these. Yeah, you played. Losses. You played.
1: You played in that one too. Is this a new
0: segment called re, "like reliving L's"? Like we're gonna bring up all the worst losses I've had, road Losses I've had, and just,
1: I mean, it just relates to the conversation. Great. Let's see. I love. Where's I love this? These, uh, where's this other one? Things. Yeah, ninety-three seventy was your was your sophomore year.
0: Yeah. Did you play? Did
1: you play in this one? Did You get some run? Yeah, you got some run. Okay.
0: Oh, I, oh yeah, I I I the shot at Hinkle. I was, yo, I, I was cold. I was cold. The rims are kind of like tight at the end. Like when 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 all the people is like emptying, you know, when it's full of 10,000 yeah. and then people empty out and it's only like, it's probably the amount of people that were in there yesterday. That right. was like the amount of people when I was putting up shots in there. And so it's like colder because all the people left. And so, yeah, no, I definitely bricked one there.
1: Yeah, so you guys, your sophomore year, they led you by 19. Uh, junior, or no, sophomore year, they led by 25. They whipped you guys in butts. Mm-hmm. Uh, sophomore year, they led by 19 at half. That was their mm-hmm. biggest lead. Um, and then last year, they got it to the hot start. I think you guys made it a game for like a minute, but then they ran it out. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because the games at Hinkle and the games in Omaha have been like just –
0: Night and day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you do kicked you the crap when, out of them last year. Do you remember when Kyrie Thomas put Aaron Thompson on that poster? Dude, <laughs> dude, I need to send you.
1: I need to text you. Like, uh, I had this like I had like the picture of Kyrie Duncan on that dude, mm-hmm. and he's a freshman then. Like that poor little mm-hmm. dude. I felt so poor bad. Uh, yeah. And then, like Aaron Thompson went to the post game, uh, like went to the post game press conference with Butler that day. I think uh, Laval brought him with. Uh, it might have just been just him, for some reason. Yeah,
0: freshman just tra- just trying yeah. to. He, he felt bad. He was like, ah, uh,
1: yeah. He brought the you're gonna be the, on sports. The, yeah, he brought so. the young gun. He brought the young gun there, and Aaron Thompson looked like he had his soul extracted from him that whole presser. Like he, I was like, I know, I and I and I could, I was, I didn't you know, because I could tell, I could tell by looking at him. I was like, I know why he has that look on his face because it's a tough place to be.
0: Imagine not knowing if he was going to be on sports center
1: the next day. I love the reactions of like everybody around Kyrie that are like, Oh on yeah. The floor still when oh, he's yeah. rising up over that little man and like punching. I on him that. I remember that. Cause there's like, Oh, and like Marcus is like, Davion's like, oh shoot, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Ronnie's all tripping too. He's like, oh god,
0: Ugh. yeah. Like yeah. they just know someone's no, about to get, good. yeah. He they know someone's good. about
1: to get bodied bad. You know, it's a Taz really. Always sp- had
0: sneaky bounce. Taz had sneaky bounce.
1: I know. I have a really funny story about that game. I don't know if I've told you. Uh, there, we were. I was sitting next to uh, me and Alex. Actually, were sitting next to a scout from the Utah Jazz that day, mm-hmm. and. Uh, before <laughs> before that before that play, like early in the game, we asked him who he was there to watch. You know what I mean? Like who, uh, were, they, who were they eyeing yeah. and stuff. And they mentioned, who else did Butler have on that squad? They didn't say me? Uh, he, did not bring up, me? He, he didn't bring up your name. Yeah, it didn't come up. You sure?
0: Because I, I swear I, I definitely remembered getting a text from him. I
1: remember pretty, pretty well that conversation. Uh-huh. I didn't. But You were young on that team, so it might have been, yeah, you maybe, know, he might not uh, have been yeah,
0: maybe, on the radar. Maybe a different year, man. I'm yeah. thinking of a different year or something. It's fine,
1: it's <laughs> fine. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know, he didn't bring you up. Um, weird, I should probably ask him why not. Um, yeah. but let's it, see. Was, it was assumed he, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I think that was the 17 18 year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, okay, so
0: they had so who was he there to see actually?
1: Yeah, so they had. They had Keelan Martin, he said he was there to watch Keelan Martin for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I actually think that might have been the, the only guy he mentioned because I don't think he mentioned Kamar yet. Because Keelan Martin played a little bit for oh, he's still the... playing, I think, right? He is, he, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. Well? yeah. I think he plays for the T Wolves, maybe. Or no, you got me, I know that would make play?
0: sense because you know him and uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell are boys. Oh, are they? Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, he definitely mentioned – that. yes, this is the game because Martin had six turnovers because Kyrie just, like, ate his lunch all day. So, uh, yeah, so he said he was there to watch Keelan Martin. Yeah. Like, that was the only guy he mentioned. He didn't mention Marcus Foster. He didn't mention Kyrie. He didn't mention uh, – he didn't mention you. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. he didn't mention any Creighton guys. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, well, yeah,
0: no. Keelan, he's still on the – I just checked. Um, he's on the – uh pacers okay Excuse okay me. so
1: yeah so uh sorry to wrap up the story he we at, were like oh so who are you here to watch who are you who are you scouting who are you interested in and he's like i'm mm-hmm. here to check out this keelan martin kid for butler and we're like wait that's it because the thing that i had going all year was Kyrie had just owned keelan martin like defensively he had like just mm-hmm. like that dude was on like clamp city like that was his, the thing, man,
0: about Kyrie because it was like all these dudes who are, because how tall? Kyler Martin's like six eight power forward, like that's yeah, what you think, like six like, 6'6", seven big dude, yeah, yeah. And then Kyrie was like six six small forward, six three, yeah, six three,
1: clamping, yeah, like picking his pocket, like not <laughs> letting him get anywhere. So Kyler Martin, Martin actually had, had six turnovers that day because Kyrie was just like in his, you know. Basically went back to his family tree and owned him that badly. But so he's there to watch Keelan Martin. He doesn't mention any of the any of the Creighton dudes. He doesn't mention Marcus Foster, he doesn't mention Kyrie Thomas. And we're like, all right. I feel I like I feel like you're about to get an eye-opening experience here. And no lie. When Kyrie punched on Aaron Thompson, when he rose over that little dude and just like ended him in front of the whole arena and like just annihilated his family history. This dude spent the rest of the game just, like, reading Kyrie's bio. Like, that little booklet they hand out, Good. you know what I'm saying? As he should. He just was, like, like as he scrolling. Should. Scr- like, li- I mean, he
0: didn't – Kyrie was one of the best-kept secrets ever. After- Seriously. Because <laughs> like, he all- was competing. Yo, he – because think about the dudes. He was – like, because he was going against the Josh Harts, the Brunsons. Like, he was – dudes in the league now. Like, that's why at least – I mean, we see where he ended up in the league. Like – Man free Kyrie, he needs to be back in the league because all the dudes he was locking up and was giving buckets to are in the league now like because that was his last year he, that was when he, you knew he was gone because the way he was able to score then, you knew what he could do defensively. But once he started scoring like that and operating off the pick and roll, I remember I remember gardening and I was like, yeah, it's about time for him to get up out of here. Once he had that like almost
1: triple double against Northwestern. Yeah. Remember that Northwestern yeah. game where he was like 24, 10, and five. Basically, yeah, yeah it was like okay, he's that's it. This is mm-hmm. it. honestly summer league. Remember the numbers he was putting up in summer league that year, man, dude. Man. I mean, that summer league. He I know went summer. I minutes. know guy. I know guys can pop off in summer league. Like you've dropped fifty in that before. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like mm-hmm. guys can. When guys get heated up, you're not stopping yeah. in the summer league. Yeah. But Kyrie had like Kyrie averaged like 50, like four straight weeks. Averaged, averaged, averaged 50. Averaged. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It was like 50 points, like 10 boards, like five dimes, sixty. Like yeah. for four straight weeks, and it was like.
0: And what was the game? And what was his max? 63 was the game he had the most.
1: Yeah, something like, crazy. The most, yeah, it was yeah. something crazy. He had like 50. I think he got close to 60. They, they, don't you know how when they get something. like in you know, blowouts, they cut the game off yeah. or early or whatever. He had like 58 yeah, with like yeah. three minutes left, and they were like something scrap it. like yeah and it's like so okay when that's going down it's one thing like dudes can go off for like 40 or 50 or whatever mm-hmm. and they just have like a good night when you're averaging mm-hmm. that over like a month mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a leaguer. cuz those are they're good ass players free kyrie.
0: he need to, he need to get back on a team man yeah free kyrie nba that, need to yeah, take he, him he,
1: back. he was a bucket too people don't really he, he that
0: still is. is he still is he needs to get back in the league some mm-hmm. team needs to go get my man
1: Speaking of getting guys help, uh Deshaun Watson needs a new franchise.
0: Yeah. Um, um I I A man, ship him right up. You can come on up here and we can we can start something new in New England. Come on.
1: Okay, so you know it's it's like it's let's, making let's, me let's think just, it's more popular remember when you I don't uh, want me- none I don't Okay. You put me on blast for saying that, uh, like, the Texans jerseys are basically, like, knockoff, like, off-brand yeah. Patriots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they are. There's, the yeah. JV, there's two JV, JV Patriots. JV,
0: that's what you said. The JV Patriots. The JV, JV Patriots. Patriots are the Houston Texans <laughs> and the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Those are the JV Patriots. Both <laughs> teams are the JV Patriots, and it's a fact. So, if Deshaun,
1: like, gets traded to the Patriots, that's only, you're only going to have more of a point to make there because Correct. essentially. Yeah, he
0: went from the minors to the big league. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I just need, I need to change the scenery, man. I think I'm riding with Deshaun too because I don't, I've seen so much of this. Like, yeah. I'm just not, the cool. I'm not that tied to the Texans the where I'm
0: like, hey, we t- if Deshaun's coming, you know, if you come in and Deshaun's coming, bring JJ Watt with you too. We could use him. Okay. Come yeah. on. Bring him too. Yeah. Let's get a package deal. I'm Y'all just tired have anybody of anybody on this roster.
1: I'm just tired of like Houston finally got their gift in the draft. You know what I'm saying? Like, Deshaun fell to them, you know, the Bears took Trubisky and like Deshaun and and Watson and Mahomes fell and like the Texans picked, like, I loved, I thought Watson was number one overall player in that draft that year. Yeah. And if it's not for, and if it's not for Patrick Mahomes, those are one and two in that draft, are they not? Am Mm -hmm. I missing somebody? Right? Like, in hindsight, those one and two, right? If they redrafted now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Deshaun might have been the best quarterback in the league this year, even though the Texans...
0: because it's no, it's all right. I gotta look at stats for that one, but yeah, I, mean, I like I know the talents there, are... so yeah,
1: yeah, like I did he really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he had like 45. I'm a... gonna now I gotta
0: look it up, make sure I'm coming. Yeah, right. now I want to know, okay, I'm gonna now I want to know because that makes sense because when you're that bad they would put that much trust in you just be like please go sling this thing and he can sling that thing so i could see it so but please come on you could take i will i'll I'll make this trade like patriots any you can take anybody i just wanted to sean and jj you can take anybody on this roster coaches and except for bill but y'all can take coaches y'all can take kickers whatever you want because i know the houston texans make or known to make dumb decisions and trades so yeah so uh what you got
1: yeah he's at 4,800 yards what is year. he 4,800 yards 48 23 it's the 25th is, most is the 25th most one, passing yards in a single season who's second uh geez Mahomes is second who was second on that list yeah Mahomes he was at forty seven forty. jeez yeah. So Deshaun please. was at Deshaun. Was Send, at...
0: Please, please give us Deshaun. <laughs> See, actually, because you know what? This is why. This is why. Wait. I can set this up even better now. I can set this. I didn't even think about this till now. So now I'm just riffing. So I told you that I'm upset with Lamar Jackson. Obviously, today is Sunday. The Ravens lost to the Buffalo Bills last night. And I'm very upset about that because I wanted my man Lamar to go through because I wanted the setup to be for the playoffs for the next few years right? I wanted the storyline to be Lamar versus Mahomes. I wanted that to be like the new Brady versus Manning. But plot twist, since Lamar can't get the job done, send Deshaun up to New England. We'll get the job done. And instead of Lamar and Mahomes, it's going to be Deshaun and Mahomes because the Pats and the Chiefs are going to be an AFC champion championship for the next five, six years that happens. you think so, huh? You're not following, you're not you're not digging it. You're not you're not I'm, sipping I'm, that Kool-Aid. You don't like that storyline?
1: I'm, I'm listening. You're I'm not listening. feeling it. I'm listening. Keep 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 going. I you're guess. not feeling it. You just don't yeah you don't
0: want Deshaun to come. You really don't want Deshaun to come. Yeah. You don't you don't want to be a Patriots fan though. You don't even want to have to associate with Patriots fans. That would hurt your soul. That's,
1: I don't think that's true. That's not I'm... <laughs> i'm cool with i'm cool with them yeah so he had like 33 td7 no, int yeah i mean you're but you're like a,
0: that's what i mean you're already a jv pats fan why don't you just level up like deshaun wants to i don't know if deshaun I'm, well uh, if deshaun levels up you have to level up that's the only deal that's fair we get you to path nation one way or another.
1: Yeah, dude. I don't, I'm just, (laughs) I'm just frustrated. I I don't feel like I'm not loyal to the cloth. If you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't, I'm not riding with Houston anymore. I have no ties to them. I've lived through enough of this. Like, I don't really, I didn't even really watch much NFL this this year because they got rid of Deandre. They spoiled me on it. Um, like they got rid of DeAndre after Bill O'Brien had biffed the championship or the – the, um, what, the divisional round game against Kansas City with that big lead that Deshaun gave him. Like, just horrible coaching decisions. That. And I'm like, you didn't fire him. He traded away draft picks for the next two drafts. Houston doesn't even ha- – listen to this. They traded DeAndre Hopkins away, and they gave up a first-rounder in that freaking trade. Why yeah. would you fucking do that?
0: Why are you trading away no, the they've... best
1: receiver in the game and giving picks away? No, we talked about this. Never... Like...
0: We talked about what Bill O'Brien did. He's yeah. like the type of person, come in your house, make a mess, and leave. Like, he he made a mess. <laughs> Seriously. He made a mess. Like, Houston, is, it's going to be hard for them to clean that one. It's going to be a while just until that – if it realistically is going to turn around there, it, it'll just be a while. Because it's like football, like, there's just so many top-down things where it's like it has to be – there's so many people who are, like, in charge of things where it's like if those people aren't making the best decision, this isn't going to work. And it's been a long time of those like that for Houston. But that's what I mean. Like you talk about being loyal. Like I, I'm like thinking that's how it's going to be for me. Cause like the only way, the only reason I'm still tied to the Patriots now is Bill Belichick. I'm like, I believe in Bill. Like Bill delivered six championships. I have to have some form of loyalty. Like Tom did his thing. And I mean, um, you can kind of deduce that
1: Tom Brady delivered those six championships now, right? <clears throat> can No, no.
0: No, right, so here's, is, here's my, We here's, can't say that yet. Yet, if if Tom Brady goes only out, only two times this...
1: they've missed the playoffs under Belichick were were years Brady tore his ACL and then this year. That's it. So what do you think okay. now? Come on, man. Could be honest with
0: yourself. Should have made the playoffs the year with Matt Castle. We were ten and five. We were did, decent. Did, did they make the playoffs? Is my question. No.
1: Okay. Did but we could have, should have. How many years have missed the playoffs? Miami just Brady decided they wanted out. to be good that year. How many years did you miss the playoffs with Brady as a quarterback? You just said it. One, right? Isn't None. The one that went no. to the Super Bowl wasn't the only one? Yeah. Okay, so – and then the two – the other, other two years you missed it were when he was hurt or gone. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think is the reason? Is it Belichick delivered six titles or is Brady? I think it's a combination of the two. Yeah, you, you would think that because you are trying no. to – you're trying no. to stay you're trying to stay loyal. No. I'm telling you, Stop. you should give Stop. up, dude. It's, it's, a kinda, it's a combination of the two. It's a combination of two. I'm just riding with my guy, Deshaun Watson. I'm a, I'm gonna be like a LeBron stand in the NFL. Like, you know how
0: okay, no one yeah. like all
1: this this generation of NBA fans don't yeah. really ride with like teams. Yeah. They just they like play, wherever yeah. LeBron yes. goes, right. like they That's just why, yes. you know what I'm yes. saying? Yes, I'm gonna be one of those dudes, but for Deshaun Watson, I like, like I'll ride with that dude wherever he's at, and I don't want him, I just feel like I don't want him in Houston anymore because. You literally traded away all this dude's talent. Okay. You didn't get mm-hmm. anything in terms of draft assets in the in return. So you can't even help him. You no. can't even help him rebuild. No. Because you traded away all that in the moves you made to cut costs, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then this dude comes out, has a career year. He has the he's the best quarterback in the NFL mm-hmm. from a statistical standpoint, even though you guys are ass. And he asks for one freaking thing just hire me this guy, Eric B He's worked with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is literally the best QB in the game has literally endorsed this man to be a head coach for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's like, hell yes. Give me that guy. And you're just like, mm, uh, uh. you know, you're all, you're all iffy about it. What, what, what point Who are you trying to please here? What are your motives? In that's, that? that's what I don't know. Make don't, your stars happy. That's it. So at this point, <laughs> I don't want to see Deshaun play another game in Houston unless Eric Bienem is their head coach. If you're not going to give this dude, I'll back hats, that. I'll back I don't that. want to I'll waste. Him, I don't want him wasting his time there. So I'll send him that. anywhere. I don't even care. And wherever he goes, okay. I'm I'm buying the gear. Like if it's Dolphins, I already started looking at Dolphins like hats and stuff. I'm I'm cool with their colors. I'll ride. Oh, he would thrive right. in Miami. He would thrive. Oh, dude, so yeah, for real, right? He would. Thrive. You want to stop? You want to stop Buffalo? Send Deshaun to Miami. That'll stop Buffalo.
0: Yeah. Wow, wait, I kind of like that idea better than the Patriots, honestly. Like, that would work out a lot better for him. And I think he'd like having real receivers. Like, will, that we, both, be. will,
1: will we both be Dolphins fans <laughs> if he gets traded to Miami? Are we gonna like hook up together
0: on that one? Like, go okay, up, I could I I do like, that. I could I be a Dolphins fan. I hate the Buffalo Bills, but yeah. I could be a Dolphins fan. Okay, we'll both buy us. Some I think Miami. I could be a anybody. Actually, Jets, I don't like either. Like, it's just, yeah, I think those are my two teams. I think we just figured it out. Okay. The Patriots and the, but yeah. all right, all right. I like what we're on here. I like what we're on. <laughs> yeah,
1: get him out of there though. Like it's enough. I've I've yeah. seen enough. You're. All right. We want five to... yeah. now. He's a pro. We'll Calling for MVP it. Get guy.
0: Deshaun yeah. out of Houston. Get Deshaun out of Houston. Yep. You know who else needs some help? Lamar
1: Jackson. Because that dude. Yeah, that's has. true. He needs some help too. What's his that's contract true. like? Uh, is in... – I don't know. I He's younger than Deshaun, true. right? Like he's he's Good behind question, those guys, man. isn't he? That's fine now.
0: Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, because Lamar. Yeah, he is. He's younger than Joe Burrow. Oh, that's right. He's still yeah. Is, huh? Lamar Jackson's younger than Joe yeah. Burrow.
1: Youngest Heisman winner ever. Youngest MVP <laughs> NFL MVP ever. Yeah, that dude needs uh-huh. some help. Yeah, because he he's just is running for his life every day out there. Yeah,
0: I mean Jackson he can do it. A four-year, but... nine million-dollar contract with the Baltimore Ravens, including blah blah. Uh, he signed that. This was. Yeah. Free agent until 2023. I mean, not free agent. I'm sorry. Free agent in 2023 under this current contract. He's in.
1: Yeah. He got beat up yesterday. I yeah. mean, he made a big mistake throwing that. Pick six in the end zone, but yo, I texted <laughs> that's you about on, That's it, on him. But,
0: <laughs> yo, did you see the center for the Ravens, the snapper? He muffs the snap to Lamar and literally sticks his hand during a. We're in a global pandemic. They're playing a sport where everyone touched the like everyone's touching that ball. It's being handed off, thrown around. Everyone's putting their hands on it, and he licks all of his fingers as the main person who's about to. <laughs> Ball. And, it was, and it was like locked in on tv i wasn't even i was like okay i get it but maybe not now like maybe not in a pandemic on tv for people to see i, love I don't that. know i don't know He <laughs>
1: texted me right away are you You're like are you watching this game and i'm like yeah like thinking well, Thinking you, about this like yeah. you can say any number of things next and you're like Tell me you just saw this dude lick all of his fingers, every digit, every single one, every he one,
0: all of them. Like he and was then about put them yeah. on the ball.
1: Yeah, like I he was, was like, just like licking, like he was licking grease off them. Like, oh, this is so tasty right now. Like,
0: I was good. like, this is guy like, NFL has up, coat. Man. I'm like, oh yeah, so they're they're not gonna they don't they care about you having your mask on the sideline, but my man and just lick all his fingers and, and snap the ball, and I got to touch the ball, which I have no control of. Like, wait. <laughs> this,
1: this is the same nasty-ass franchise that had, like, the biggest outbreak in pro sports, though. So, like, it doesn't really yep. – You know what I mean? Like, Yep. Baltimore kind of had the – They're like That's the gold what, standard wait, for wait, letting the shit out I think we just
0: control. did the contact tracing for how Lamar Jackson got COVID. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think agree. we I, we just did it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He got it from the center. They were all Licks doing his in
1: practice and stuff, like licking yep. the wall and stuff, and throwing it to Lamar. Yep, that makes sense. That's, that's what happened. That no, makes sense. Uh, speaking, no. of, speaking of speaking on COVID, like are you got Celtics active right now? Like anybody? Nope. I think Kemba's back. Nope, I saw Kemba's coming. I mean, yeah, would
0: be back, and that would be great if the team was at full strength. I, the COVID NBA is going to have to do something, I think, about this COVID situation because. We've seen Are you only like, talking
1: from like the Celtics standpoint, or are you? No, like, no. I'm like, actually,
0: actually, I'm glad you asked that. No, you're. Just, I'm glad you asked that. Actually, no. But I really do think it's gonna come down like, there, like guys are even. I don't know. I just think that it's become so like so many guys are getting in and all that. It's gonna have to like the NBA is gonna be forced to make a decision to do something further. Like I don't know if they're gonna have to start quarantining players more and putting more restrictions i don't know what it is but it's like there can't be these times where it's like teams only have like four active players on a roster and then they have to postpone games like i know that they're losing money from that like and it has to be a problem right and so i really think that they're going to be forced to make a decision on if they are restricting players saying like you can't actually like you can't be going out to these plate, like you can't be going out to eat and all that which is hard in itself i don't know how you're gonna tell grown men making lots of money and doing their day jobs to like not have certain interactions that they're used to having with that job i, I, I don't know like but i think something's gonna have to be done and it's gonna it's going to be up to the nba whether they're going to be like all right we're making this decision based on money where we're like all right we actually can't be postponing these games and all that and it doesn't matter so if you have even your five bottom of the roster players are healthy like you got to play or it's like if they're in the players favor where it's like these dudes are getting covid from i don't know where like dudes who i'm saying aren't like doing anything extra or whatever and they're missing games now, and that's hurting their team and hurting, I guess, the NBA product in general, like if they care about that, if the NBA cares about having the stars out there on the floor, having uh, teams at full strength, whatever, or if they're just like, this is COVID thing, we're just going to have to adjust to it. I don't know, but I think something's going to have to be done. And I think the best way to do it, where it's like you don't have stretches where guys are going to be – uh, like best players, like your Tatums are going to be out for games because of COVID or uh even as we get later, like luckily we were in the bubble for last playoffs. But what if this happens in the playoffs this year? Like what if you LeBron James is out like in game five of a playoff series against the Clippers? Like, like I, I just think it's going to have to come down. Maybe you do uh parts of this regular season in bubbles or maybe you go for playoffs, you regionalize bubbles to have some type of... Uh, situation like that I think that was as I've looked at like the many ideas that the NBA is like kind of mulling over I thought that was uh, the best one going forward just in terms of if they are trying to keep all the guys healthy and they are trying to keep all those guys out there definitely try to have regional bubbles but I don't know I'm interested to see what actually happens and even if they actually do anything or if I'm just talking about something that doesn't even matter here but I don't know We'll see how serious we'll see how much safety is gonna play into it. Like and how much it's just about the games being played.
1: I just don't get why they jumped back into a season so quickly. I mean yeah. obviously it's probably five- way quicker
0: than I thought. I never thought it was going to I never would have guessed the season was coming back when it did. I from all accounts that I listened to, all the articles I read, everything, even like I saw Mark Cuban uh went on record to say like when they asked him it was a month like right after it was a month before the season actually started they said when do you think uh so it was like end of november they were like when do you think the season's going to come back and he was like uh only like he goes i only think we'll ever be allowed back in arenas when vaccinations start going out to the people working in the arenas like i don't i don't think we'll be able to have a season until then and he was like yeah so like after like MLK day probably is what the like what we're going to shoot for. And I know in all earliest reports, that's what we heard. So I was like, I never would have thought we were going to start that quick. And now we're seeing all these problems and it's making me, or not problems, but now we're seeing all these guys just getting it and all that. And it's making me a little nervous and a little like, eh, should we have, I don't know. Well, just, I mean, from a financial standpoint,
1: it's the only explanation. And I have less sympathy for, professional athletes and i do college ones because professional Uh athletes are getting paid Uh a lot of money so Uh you know if you have to make some arrangements to make your living you kind of got to do that but you you sent these guys into a bubble right and it was clearly tough on their mental state but they Uh got through it right they Uh you know however far however far they went into the playoffs Uh um and then you just restarted, like, life was normal when life wasn't normal.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then, you know, you, you made some arrangements to handle these problems. Like, you expanded rosters uh-huh. to 15. Uh, you allowed the two-way guys to, to be on the active roster for longer than normal. And – but you're still – again, you're still, like, one – 100 steps back, one step forward type of deal because you're knocking out yeah. stars left and right and you're expecting them to be, you know, responsible in a daily life. But you can be responsible in day life and still catch this thing. That's how yeah. infectious yeah. it is. That's how out of control it yeah. is in this country. So, yeah. what are you asking of these dudes? Yeah. And why are you, That's- why are you being, you know, putting out like criticisms of them if all they're doing is just like, they're just living. Mm -hmm. and they're trying to hoop at the same time they're trying Mm -hmm. to do what they got to do but Mm -hmm. you're not in bubbles anymore so what are they Mm -hmm. supposed to do how are they supposed to Mm -hmm. how are they supposed to isolate themselves to the point of Mm -hmm. not catching this thing or not giving it to somebody Mm -hmm. or not infecting the the rest of their teammates that kind of thing you're just playing with fire right now because that's why you shut down the season in the first place was because you couldn't logistically keep people from getting infected and that's why there like you know, was too much exposure to the public.
0: Like, what do you say to an NBA player who travels to, so say I travel to Florida and I have family, like I'm, I'm we're playing in Orlando and I have family close to there. And yeah, I'll stay at the hotel. I'll do all like, or whatever the team thing is like to do. And like COVID protocol. But what if my aunt, like, what, what if I want to see some family? Like, what if I have a family member there I want to see? Do you, are you, are we now going to limit that? Or like, I don't know. I, I just like, My biggest point is, and, like, tell me if I'm making too big of a deal of it. I am, like, there's guys like the Tatums and the KDs and all of them of this world who are guys who are trying to build legacy and all that and, like, really have these, whatever their careers to be, like, to be missing this many games for that, like, maybe I'm making a big deal of it, but I would be, like, pissed if I'm one of these guys. Like, and especially for it to be, like, I don't know for, from having the bubble to now, I think is what my comparison is like having it being the one sport that had no cases at all. And then now for it to have that, I'm like, Oh, it's kind of like it, that really does affect things. And maybe I'm just playing it up more than it matters. But I'm like, if you, I mean, it's what makes the games more exciting. It makes it like when you have all your players, all your stars available, it's like, I don't know. Well, that's why they're your
1: stars. Yeah. So I just don't know to what end you're trying to salvage this thing. I mean, it's got to – I can't help but think it's financial because that's the same reason college sports is going right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, dude, coaches have already let that cat out of the bag. Mm -hmm. I mean, they let it out of the bag years before this, but they've flat out said it, Mm -hmm. you know, if we don't have a season, it's over essentially Mm -hmm. from an NCAA standpoint Mm because the financials will be too hard to overcome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, they gave the game away right so well, i just what, what you, know, you know what the other part of it is like i don't know how many conversations you've had with the dudes who are still in this situation but like would you want to play in a pandemic i mean
0: because think not. about all the i'm things. not like i to answer your question i'm not and i'm choosing not to like
1: like if you if you're marketing I'm actively right now if you're like, mitch like yeah you there's a part of you that's like oh man we got a good we got a good team we can do some things yeah. like if we just you know mind our p's and q's and make these sacrifices yeah you know we can we can we can you know get on it go on a good ride mm-hmm. here but mm-hmm. to what end like you know what i'm saying like because in in college basketball you're just talking about making memories you're not getting any exactly. you're not getting paid exactly. for this you're just you're just trying to you're just you're you talk about creating legacies. That's all you're doing in college, essentially. Yeah. Is trying to write a story that you can look back on and you know look back on fondly, Absolutely. right? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
1: So why are I don't know, I just don't it's tough because they're making a lot of sacrifices and you don't wanna you don't want to say, I mean it goes back to Wednesday. Like I don't think anybody should have played that day. I think everyone should have taken mm-hmm. a day to like reflect on what the hell just happened. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. it's the
1: same thing with this whole pandemic. I don't know why we're putting everybody back into the world and then trying to tell them to act a certain way. Don't go out. Don't mm-hmm. go, don't do this. Isolate yourself when you're not with us. Like, and then we'll just like, we'll, we'll create little bubbles for ourselves when we travel to places. And um, when we try to like get games going so many limitations. What, what, yeah. Like I what's the mental strain on these like college athletes at this point because you know when I talked to when I talked to Jalen this summer about what it was like in the WNBA bubble she said that it was harder because she almost felt like she needed to have classes or something like that Mm -hmm. to occupy her mind when Mm -hmm. it wasn't time to practice or play yeah but that's what these that's what everybody in the college basketball world has been doing right now because they've been out of class since what Thanksgiving isn't that when the semester ended? Okay, yeah. so they've been out of class since Thanksgiving. So they've been no- in nothing but basketball bubbles. And that's they how practice I, back to the dorm, travel, stay in the hotel, play, go back. All it's like a constant, a constant schedule. It and that's change. how it was.
0: And that's how it was. Even you know, like for us, because I just remember back to even like last year during winter break and all that when all the student the normal winter breaks from the past, like when it's like you finish your finals and then all the Creighton students will go home, but we're on campus for two more weeks playing games. And so it's literally just like two days, like basically like you practice. And then you just could kind of go back, but you don't have school. So it's nice. It's like, we kind of make a, we have a thing about it. It's like, it's like league life. It's like being in the league, but we're not getting paid, you know? Um, but so it's, it's nice, but like, that's only nice because things in, like you, you had your, you could, Do stuff with your teammates and like go out and about and all that and now it's like to not have that and even the games weren't any type of event for people to really go to you know what i mean because that's what that that was the thing it was like yeah it's gonna be like slow and whatever and like you're not gonna have class and you'll be bored but you have those games like where a bunch of people are coming to because it's an event games aren't an event anymore they're just something that needs to be played like Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's you like how much, do, about how, it. how
1: much do the players love the yeah. game versus yeah. how much are they willing to sacrifice yeah. to just get that little bit? Yeah. Because I'm trying to be sensitive towards that. I'm trying to be sympathetic mm-hmm. towards the fact that mm-hmm. these dudes live in – there's a lot of like ball is life type of players just on Creighton's team alone, you know what I'm saying? Like guys that would live in the gym without you asking them to live in the gym. They just – yeah, it's in their DNA, you know? So I'm trying to be sympathetic towards taking that from them and saying mm-hmm. we shouldn't be playing basketball in a mm-hmm. pandemic, chill out, give everybody their extra year of eligibility mm-hmm. and get this thing off the ground when everybody's vaccinated. Mm-hmm. That that seems like a sensible sensible approach, but a uh, sensible approach, but I can't get over the fact that we're asking a lot from, you know, just a, a social lot. standpoint, what are we doing to them to try to m- let them have a season? Like yeah, you're giving yeah. them a season, I get there's some give there. But is it like to them? Is the juice worth the squeeze? Mm. That's what I'm asking. Like I don't know. I'm not asking you to out people. But I'm just saying in conversations you've had with players, and if you were in that situation but, yourself, I, if, would it be worth I, it to you
0: to practice to me back to the dorm? Yeah. If I'm if you're on Creighton yeah, right now, like no, if you're playing college no. basketball right now, to me, I could say it now. I, I can say all I, I want to say it now. I'm not. I could not do this right now. No. 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 I would. I would really struggle with this. Really, really struggle. I would really struggle with playing this whole time. Like, and you knew my experience and I thought about it heavily, heavily before I even saw the Creighton schedule come out earlier this year. I said, I even remember saying like, just like to my mom, cause I was like, I don't think I could have done it. Like, I, like you saw even my role, like at Creighton, right. And what it was, I don't know if I could be that in under these circumstances now like for like i I don't know if i could do that during like because in i said even in my senior speech like one of the like best things man was like i looked forward to every even playing or not like whether i was playing i looked forward to games because it was like i had like it was just such an experience like that yeah, and, and i had and yeah and i yeah. had like all like like i was like i said the joke in my senior speech i was like i had seventeen thousand like best friends who i would hang out with two three times a week like but like that's real like that that's that's the shit that got me through like mm-hmm. college i was like i can look look forward to like three games of seventeen thousand people like a week who like no no people don't get to think like like no no people don't get that seventeen thousand like three times a week like what right. so it took two three times a week. Yeah. like. and so that really was like a driving force of why i was the player i was even at creighton and why i did all that so i was like without that and i'm not saying it was all about that again but without that it would be really hard for me to be motivated for a lot of other things even mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah it would have had it would have had
1: a, like you said the social connection with your teammates you're taking that away too yeah and
0: then you're taking so there's it not away. a lot of
1: fun being had right now it's like yeah. they're all doing it's like they're all in like the yeah business, and, and business all the like
0: and all the kids that i would coach at like camps and stuff that would come to games who i would like see and like high five after games and like get to like hang out with like that that's gone so like that even like i don't know like going to games and knowing there was little kids who i coached and stuff like there and all that motivates you you know like to do what you do like to feel some type of responsibility in that way and i don't know it would be very tough i i'm not giving myself enough credit i do think i might have figured it out and like sacrificed but it would have been really hard i just like where i'm at now i would not want to do i would not want to sacrifice to play during this type of situation i don't know yeah i just feel bad just not for me it it wouldn't be for me it really wouldn't i just i don't know it wouldn't be i just don't think it's all that worth it it's not the experience like you said like the guys in it now, like the ballers, life guys who are in it now, like the on the crate, and they're around the country, they're in it for the opportunity, right? Like, I was in it just to be in it because I was like, I just want to create memories. Like, mm-hmm. I love the, like I love the opportunity, I'm gonna make the most of the opportunity, but I'm in it to be in it, yeah, like because that's for the that's, sole purpose of being in it. That might be
1: as good as it gets for you know a player who doesn't have mm-hmm. like NBA. Mm -hmm. aspirations or potential, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you, Mm -hmm. if you don't see that in your path, all you have are the memories you're making in those Mm -hmm. four or five years. Right. Exactly. That's what you're hoping to make the most of is like savor these moments and then like, make sure you remember as much as you possibly can, because those are the things you're going to look back on and, and think fondly about Mm -hmm. your time. Right. So Mm -hmm. who, 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 who of the players in college basketball right now, who aren't going to play in the NBA um, who aren't going to pursue professional basketball overseas mm. or anything like that. Mm. How many of them are having like an enjoyable time right now? How many of them are making memories that they're going to look back on fondly? Cause it's a large percentage, right? What, per- what percentage of college basketball, players no, it's, are, you know what I'm saying? Are right, right, in that group. Oh, it would have yeah. to be at least a third. More like way more than that, right? Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. So think about how so how many guys right now aren't like totally invested because they realize this is more of like stressful day job nine to five ish Mm -hmm. type of work Mm -hmm. that they're not getting paid for for, again.
0: Not getting paid for. Not getting paid for. Have to emphasize that part. Not paying. Yeah, that that they're
1: not getting paid for, and the memories aren't worth. So again, is the juice worth the squeeze? Because you're not getting much juice. Mm -hmm. Again, we're talking about the payment. You're not getting much uh-huh. juice out of it and the juice that you would get is the memories and the memories aren't good ones right now. They're not as good as they could be because your college basketball experience is way different than it would be in a normal situation. Like you talked about having 17,000 friends, feeling like a concert, feeling like an event that's all gone. What do what, what's, is it worth it? Why are you doing it? All that kind of thing is the mental hurdle you have to clear just to get yourself up in the morning to go to practice you know, half an hour early so you can get the scout right so you can uh, relay Man. it to the, the main rotation guys so they can get locked in, so they can get ready. And then it's back to the dorm, it's back to the hotel room. Yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't I, – I can't –
0: I wouldn't want to do it. So what, does no. anybody else want to do it? I I, I just – I know it is tough on everybody. Whether in even the guys who do have these pro aspirations, it's still tough for I know it is. Yeah. So I feel for them. I do Definitely. feel bad, man. I hope they can. I hope they get.
1: I hope they get what they're hoping to get out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever their yeah. expectations were coming in, I'm sure they were just like, mm-hmm. there was a sense of desperation mm-hmm. because it mm-hmm. ended abruptly last year. And they're like, look, just give us a chance to get some of this back or whatever.
0: Um, but it's crazy for guys like, Cade Cunningham, like I think of, I'm like, yeah, he'll never have a college basketball game where he ever played in front of a fan in college basketball. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. He's is never, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's exactly never going to have it. He's never going to know what a packed college arena was like. Right. Never have that experience. Mm-hmm. Like and even if, Ben, even Ben Simmons at least had that like one and done. Like <laughs> <laughs> Cade Cunningham's going to be like, oh my God, fans. Which is another topic, dude, I wanted to ask you about. What do you what do you think the effect is gonna be? I wanna do a, like a, a real research thing on this when it happens, when fans come back.
1: Like in like large do you think in, it, large, yep, in yep. large quantities, like sell out arenas basically. Yep. Yep. What about it? Like
0: do you think it's gonna do you think players are gonna be like, oh my god, I haven't seen this in a while and make them more nervous? Hmm. And it's gonna like affect play? Like play is going to be shitty because everyone's going to be like shitting their pants because they're not going to be like, oh my god, I forgot. What fans was like, I don't know. You tell me because what's it
1: like going from like closed scrimmage, uh, you know, practice scrimmages and all that kind of stuff. You know, inter squad scrimmages with your team, a closed scrimmage with an opponent, and then like jumping into uh, like live action in front of people. Is there? Is there? Is it jarring the first time that happens every season?
0: Well, actually, no. I don't even know why. Now that I'm saying it like this, I don't know why I didn't think it would make it better. Because, to your point, playing in front of people just gives you more adrenaline. Juice, so yeah. 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 Right. And so it makes the play better, I think. But we've seen – we've just – I don't know. I think maybe I was just surprised at how high level the basketball has just been. Even, like, even when the bubble first started, like, it was quality. Oh, right? Yeah. It was very good basketball. And then – like, now we still have very quality basketball. Like, there wasn't – there wasn't really – would you say there's been overall in the, just the sport of basketball since the no fans has been implement, implemented? Would you say there's been a drop-off at all? No, I think it's gotten better. Yeah.
1: I don't think – See, that's I, – I, I, think... that's,
0: that's that's, I think that's what's confusing me. I'm like, how is, like, the fans left and it got better, but logically I'm like, with fans in an arena, that makes you better. So, like, I'm like, what's going to happen when they come back this time?
1: I don't know. I have to see like a league wide like a league wide survey where players mm-hmm. tell which they would prefer mm-hmm. and why. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it looks like the the games are just it just feels like they're at like a city park and like you mm-hmm. can hear everything everyone's saying to you, you can hear mm-hmm. all the trash talk. Mm-hmm. You can kind of get yourself motivated. You don't need a external no, as a shooter, as a shooter, I would love it.
0: I would love it as a shooter. Like empty arenas, like the backdrop, like. You just got to focus in on that one rim. There's nothing moving behind it. Not mm-hmm. Like, they put the tarp on the seats now, too. So it's, yeah. like, really just the rim. So all you got to do is focus. Like, I think I would like that. But I, I guess, like, that's what I'm saying. When, it, when fans do come back, would I notice that? I don't know. I haven't played in a real game game since March. So I, I don't know. I think, the, I think the, the thing
1: I've noticed is once once players get locked in, it, it turns into a really fun game. But mm-hmm. the other side of that is once one team gets rolling, they're really hard to stop from a mm-hmm. momentum standpoint. Cause you've mm-hmm. seen, you've seen some games that are just like crazy mm-hmm. competitive shootouts down to the mm-hmm. wire. Like everybody on the court's mm-hmm. feeling good about what they're doing on the floor. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it's just like, everybody takes turns essentially. Yeah. But you've also seen these games that go hella sideways, yeah. like just biblical ass weapons where mm-hmm. it's like, You know what I mean? Where one team gets Mm -hmm. on a roll, the other team's cold, and Mm -hmm. they just can't shut it off. They can't Mm -hmm. stop it. Mm -hmm. I mean, Creighton Seton Hall. I was just about to say it. I was like, see Creighton Hall. Yeah, yeah, that got disturbingly (laughs) lopsided. Like, I kind of felt bad for Seton Hall. I'm like, they're better than getting doubled up by Creighton, but they're getting doubled up by Creighton. So, yeah, you know, what Michigan just did to Wisconsin, that's the same deal. You know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. Like, Mich- Wisconsin's not 40 points worse than Michigan, but they were mm-hmm. that day, you know what I'm saying? That day, so that day. It's, it's like yeah. that when one team gets on a roll and you're not – you're kind of, like, scuffling a little bit. Yeah, that was like, what to was to the shut. Gonzaga, was the Gonzaga go.
0: game? When Gonzaga played who? When it was, like, close for, like, maybe five minutes and then it was, like, Gonzaga was, like – I mean, everybody they've played. Yeah, <laughs> I guess.
1: Yeah, like they did to Virginia – when- yeah. yeah, like Virginia,
0: they got no, really it. Well. It was the was it Virginia, whatever yeah. the whatever, whatever their first like ranked matchup was. Well, they played they played KU right out of the shoot. KU, KU, that's Yeah, they unreal. put
1: up they put 102 on KU right out of the jump. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. the yeah. first day of the season, basically. Yeah, yeah, that was an eye opener. Like, oh, Jesus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no one scores a hundred
0: KU, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's eye opener, a- eye opener. Also, did you see James Harden last night? Dude,
1: yeah, I. <laughs> you're talking about like while the Bulls are, you know, in year 25 of, episodes, <laughs> like, dude, Brooklyn looks like they might be fun. So, dude, they. Ah, this is gonna be fun. Dude, Harden do was making think, plays defensively last night. Do you like, think Kyrie like, fucks it up? Do you think Kyrie fucks it all up? Well, without question, but I mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's also gonna be entertaining in itself, though, won't it be? Oop. True. Like,
0: I mean, True. I just want to see how this is the thing. This is what I'm realizing now their games all actually mesh, like, their games can work together. think so. The three of them, I do now. Okay. After watching the two of them, I dude, After watching KD, I'm now convinced that KD is so talented and skilled like he could work with any. You could input him with any. You're just now convinced set. of that? Just, no, just right now, you just no. And maybe not now, just now on the record, because I'm pretty now. sure the Warriors were the yeah, best. like yeah,
1: could have beaten anyone in the world in any era at yeah. some point, like,
0: yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So, I should have probably realized that. I, but I was like, no, okay, I was just thinking that James, I was like, James Harden's two ball dominant, it's gonna come and mess KD, yeah, up, but yeah. because KD is needs the ball. I don't like when I go, if I if I pay money and I like when in the normal world, when I pay money and go to an NBA basketball game, like, to see Kevin Durant play, like, I want to see him with the ball. I don't actually want to see it in anybody else's hands that much. Mm. So I was nervous that James Harden was going to, like, ruin that. But now I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. This – I want to see it in both y'all hands. I want to see this because this <laughs> this is better than just one. Here's They were cooking, man. Like, here, off the, the rip. Here's the
1: thing I'm giving James because I don't think he gets – a lot of credit for it. He's an incredible passer, not just a passer. Like he's an incredible passer. No, no question. Yeah. But he also sees the floor really well. Like, yes, it's not just about what he sees and what he can do. Mm-hmm. It's about how he sets like the defense up to open mm-hmm. other guys up. And I just think in Houston, <laughs> in Houston, they gave him Chris Paul, who mm-hmm. is a ball dominant point guard facilitator, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Probably not a great mesh, Right there, mm-hmm. because that's James's game, too. Mm-hmm. Then they gave him Russ, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like you're, you're so you downgraded CP3 to an even more ball dominant stat stuffer, <sighs> and you made that situation hella toxic. So I just think he got tired of trying to facilitate for I don't want to be disrespectful, but like
0: lower level dudes. And I think, and don't forget Dwight, I, like, th- I think, don't forget it, that, that that's where that started. Yeah. they started they started with trying to get him Dwight. <laughs> right. Which is like, which is again, and then you if you really look back at it, you're like, Wow, like he's such a good passer. Like, why didn't that work? And he was like, Oh, well, that was Dwight. And then you're like, Why didn't it work with CP? Which it would have. That him and CP actually would have worked if CP didn't get hurt. I do yeah. believe they have a better chance. They they could have won that series. Yeah, man. they probably could have be the, yeah, beat the Warriors that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't know, but yeah, to that point, like, and then they they give him CP three. Like, none of the people he's ever been with worked and this is why I think he was so ready to get out of there because he was finally like, well, this is at least me choosing to uh, to some degree who I get to go with instead of the people you guys are just bringing here for me to be like, oh, do you like this? Does this work? Like, he's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't actually. I think, I, but I think he can play really
1: well with like. You know, I don't know if he can play well with Kyrie, but I know he can play well with KD. Because because he can do his thing and still, and he'll have like more, he'll have more willingness to set up KD and the players that are around KD. See, knowing that I he's think- got a dude like that with him, that I mean, let's I mean, it's the best player he's ever played with. Even going back to the OKC days, it's still KD's a better version of that KD. So you're you're so, essentially given one of the more underrated facilitators in the game, who's also just, a bucket in his just, own right. One of the you're giving him the best scorer of his era. Katie's the best scorer of this era, right? Like yes. LeBron's the best player. Yes. Steph's the most transcendent. Katie's the yes. best scorer, right? Yes, 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 yes.
0: Completely yeah, like, agree. So
1: that I mean, I think I think he's reinvigorated by the fact that he gets like the best toy he's ever gotten in his life from a basketball standpoint. Definitely. Know? Yeah. I, I but I don't know what I don't know how Kyrie, I, I don't know what the chemistry is like between Kyrie, KD and James. I don't I don't know what that's like. But I know Harden. That's what and I, KD. Was gonna Harden I, and I was going to say. I I was like I
0: do think their game I actually do think all three of their games will mesh. I think Kyrie will work for them just in the sense just in from and what I saw in early in this season when he was playing even like for the Nets, like I thought he was doing a like he was super efficient attacked really well was setting guys up real well too. Like he's not a necessary, I would never call Kyrie Irving a good passer, but I think he's a good, like, he can like set you up well, like after he, like, I guess is like attacking. I don't know. But uh, I just think that it could work, especially if he's going to have to like kind of dial it down a little bit. He can't go out there all crazy. Uncle Drew, Mr. Let me dribble it around because you can get it to two guys who just can score more efficiently. I think he'll, he'll end up shoot. I hope he ends up just being more of a, I mean, adding more, just put like spot-up threes to his game and just shooting threes to his game. But I, that's why I just think it could work. I just don't know if the personalities are going to mesh. I think they can mesh on the court, but will it mesh off?
1: Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I You know what was funny was NBA Twitter was all like, because Kyrie was making waves for his going AWOL before Harden got traded to the Nets or whatever. Mm. So when when Harden got traded to the Nets, everybody's like, all right, now trade Kyrie for Russ and, like, reunite the yeah. old, old three or whatever. The OKC Thunder. Yeah. And I'm just like, ew. Yeah. I don't – I don't want – gross. Don't, I don't even bring that up. Yeah. Right? We don't – that's not going to work no. at all, yeah? No. That Which, be. I mean, it's funny because, like, Harden back then was the worst of those three. I don't think that's the case anymore. No. And the fact that Russ wouldn't understand that would make that situation bad. Mm-hmm. I think, okay, it's just like OKC where, you know, KD was 1A, I was 1B, and then, like, James was our, like, you know. Come in. Our third option. James got, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, James is better. Harden's better than Russ right now by a country mile. Yeah. But I don't think Russ knows that, which is probably why it didn't. It's also
0: funny because it was, like, what I remember of Russell Westbrook on that OKC team is I was, like, Damn, this dude takes a lot of pull ups from the goddamn free throw line. Right? <laughs> you just remember him, being, you know, like, oh, I just remember him being like full, either in transition, full blown, like dunking on somebody, and like viciously attacking the rim, or like pulling up from the free throw line. And I'm like, what? Like, do- oh. and like either and, like like and like either missing or he would hit like every one in three. <laughs> Yeah, but I was like, yeah, um, I think he thinks this is a good shot for him, but it's not.
1: And That's like, what... look at where we are now,
0: where he doesn't take it anymore because he's finally realized that this is just an awful shot. That's what my favorite part
1: about watching Russ is like ascension. Is like he, I don't know what he thinks his spots are. Yeah, you know yeah. What i mean? Same, 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 Because you watch, him I play... want to know.
0: I want to know what Russell Westbrook thinks is his shot. Yeah. Cause he'll like Forget, he'll I, like I get to these areas. Words. I don't think he has
1: Yeah, words. he'll get to these areas like super quick and then just like almost destroy the backboard with the shot. Like yeah, it it's like hard off the rim, or yeah. it doesn't even get rim. And it's like, why did you take that? <laughs> like, why did you race to that area thinking, oh, they're not stuck here, here we go. Like, here's my opening. oh
0: like, No, the one that killed me was in the uh and remember when he came back in the bubble? Mm-hmm. In his first shot, he literally, like, pushed it out, got to, like, the the sneak spot, you know, like, on the, along the baseline, just not corner three, but, like, just in from the three. And he pulled up, and he airballed it. That was, like, his first shot back from injury after the bubble. He put out, like, this was- whole hype video talking about, I'm back, gets to his spot, and he missed the whole rim. And that's why I want to ask my man, Russell Westbrook. I ain't hating either. This is not hating hour. I'm just... This is this is all jokes. Where do do you think (laughs) your
1: spots are, and why? I really, I need the interview. I need the interview. Take me inside what you're thinking when you go 150 miles an hour, and then stop on a dime. Pull up
0: at the photo
1: line at X marks the spot. Stop on a dime here. Raise up like your.
0: He raises the thing it. is like he gets yes. elevation on his As jumper like he's dunking. On his, yeah, yeah.
1: His elevation on his jumper is like high enough to dunk. Like he has no, above the rim. No
0: chill. He has no chill. Yeah. No yeah.
1: I know. That's what I mean. There's no like chew. no measurement in there. No. He's either like, he's either at zero or ten. Yes. He doesn't like find that sweet spot.
0: <laughs> yes. No. He, he doesn't know how to just simmer. Like he can't. You know when you yeah. put the grill on a simmer and just let it. He doesn't do that shit. No. He's either full full blast or off. He's just, that's it.
1: It is. What was the game? What was it? it was game two against uh, the Lakers in the uh, Western Conference. The, remember yeah. Remember they yeah. got game one. And then, like, Lakers were, like, beating their ass in game two because mm-hmm. Russ just was, like, shameful. Shaving, shaving points bad. You know what I mean? Or you, like, had I to have a conversation that. back in that. the back tunnel. You're like, yeah. did you bet against the Rockets? And I'm like, what, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing out here? Um and then, but they came back and made that thing again. They could mm-hmm. have been up 2-0 on the Lakers if Russ mm-hmm. was like close to the 10. Even, but
0: he, even was, but
1: he was at the 0 that day. He was at the I mean, 0. Everything he, he was
0: on full blown zero. Was
1: 150 miles day. an hour and dreadful. Like yeah. mistakes, horrible shots, terrible turnovers, decisions were like what and yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like he he had to have handed the Lakers like 40 points that night on just his mistakes straight. alone. Yeah. It, it would have been that's like that totally changed the whole thing. Was yeah. Russ going to zero in game two? Because they would have been up 2-0 and that would have been a, a series, you know. What I'm Completely saying? different. So culture. I bet I bet James Harden was like came back to the hotel down there after that game and was like, never again. <laughs> Whatever this series turns into, never again. Like, never again. I'm done. James. That might have been the game where he decided he was done with Houston and he was just gonna ride out the rest of this series. Like he'll 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 give it a go for like 10 minutes, and then when the Lakers are up twenty, he'll be like, Well, mm-hmm kind of saw that coming mm-hmm. and you know kind of like go into a shell a little bit so and everybody wants to think they like Harden turned it off but really it was just you know him kind of like embracing reality <laughs> that with Russ on his squad he's not beating LeBron essentially mm-hmm. so now he's like hey I mortgaged Russ out of Houston and I mortgaged myself out of Houston and now I got KD, and you know if I get into a firefight with LeBron now, I at least know I got a dude who can beat LeBron because mm-hmm. KD's done that multiple yeah. times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so think about, I think Kyle Corvus said it like back in the, back when he was getting um, his hall of fame induction ceremony at Creighton,
0: mm-hmm. he's like,
1: there's something to the vibe of knowing you've got the baddest dude on your side. Right. Yeah. Okay. So like Harden knows now if he finds himself against LeBron, you know, when it's when when something's on the line, he knows he's got the baddest dude yeah. because he knows it's KD. The, no, can be that's so the drunk.
0: same. Hey, all right, to put this in a context, it's the same argument. You know, when you got like the older brother who could whoop everybody in the neighborhood's ass, mm-hmm. like you like you just got that confidence, like you could walk around like
1: buck up your chest a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah you, yeah, you
0: could walk around with a different type of swag because you like because it's like oh no one can say nothing to you because it's like you go across the street and then your friend over there he's like. Yo, you're talking to and you like before I go get my. Let me. I'll go get my brother. My brother. Don't make me go get my Don't make me go get my cousin, yeah. whatever.
1: Like You don't want me to turn the heat up right now. Yeah. You know what he yeah. did
0: to you last time? You remember what he did to you last time he was talking to me like this? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you go yeah. get
1: it. He knows. That's what I so mean. So now, yeah, there's a whole different vibe. Yeah. I bet you'll see like Harden like show out more now because that was worse. Mm-hmm. That was worse. <laughs>
0: You're trying to go tanning here? Oh, I know. I, was, I don't know what I was thinking. It could have been. A yeah, but
1: I think I think he's gonna like show out now because he knows like if no matter what situation I run into, I got the baddest dude on my side right now. Like mm. if LeBron's over there in 80s, like doing his thing, like I don't have to worry about trying to beat LeBron in 80 by myself because Katie Katie's got all. He's won titles. He's won MVPs. Like he's a he's the dude. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not gonna shy away from. Mm-hmm. you know sizing up 80 and mm-hmm. putting one in his eye basically you know what i'm saying like i think he feels it's good that now and he's gonna play now he... like, i think he's gonna play like that i think I'll he's just gonna like try the... harder
0: we have that now the two big like the, the 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 two dynamic duos on the east and the west and you know i mean i mean i brooklyn has like a dynamic duo with a part-time third yeah you think he's gonna work weekends or no just a weekday guy kyrie <laughs> irving no uh, he'll take
1: Friday, he Friday, Friday, Saturday. He'll have off.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: He might not be 100 percent on Sunday because of what he does on Friday and Saturday. But yeah, he'll give. you yeah, like one day. I don't, I don't know. I don't think
0: he's religious. I don't know what he. I don't know what you would qualify as, but I don't think he'll play on Sundays because of whatever. Yep. Spiritual thing he has playing that day, so maybe not Sundays. He's like
1: he'll be here whoa, Monday. He'll yeah. be he'll,
0: he'll be there Monday through Thursday, though. Monday through Thursday, kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, he easily, yeah, it makes sense.
1: He'll mail it in Friday. He'll no show Saturday,
0: and he definitely
1: won't show up on Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah. But, but I mean, if if, if you're like, but I mean,
0: (laughs) that sounds like the What do you think
1: the top five players in the league are right now? If you're, let's, you know.
0: Oh, we're going quick hitters now? All right. Well, I'm just, I'm just, it it. it leads Um, into
1: something that I would say like top five or top 10, whatever, wherever you want to think. Like, are are LeBron and AD in your top yes, five? Yes, LeBron and AD are in my top five. Are yes. Harden and KD in your top five? They are. Okay, so I feel like that's what Harden's thinking right now.
0: Yeah, he's and like LeBron's got part. a top it, five. It's, it's, LeBron has it's a top those, five yeah. dude on his it's side. Those, and so do I. It's those. It's those four, and then Steph, and then okay. that, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, huh? yeah. See, that's what
1: that's what that's what Harden's thinking right now. Yeah, he's like, this is the way to beat LeBron. You need a you need a dude on your side. You can't. Like I'm probably And he was like,
0: get me out of the Western conference. This dude came and took over my goddamn conference. (laughs) (laughs) He's
1: like, we were on the LeBron went to the West. LeBron went to the West and everyone dipped. Dude, what was that? Uh oh my God. Someone had a (laughs) banger of a tweet on social media after remember when Portland came in and took game one from them? Yep. Okay, so Portland came and took game one from them. Yeah. And when Dave was dancing, it yeah. was like – So, Portland came and took game one from them, and one of these, like, old hats, like these old NBA writers yeah. or whatever, like yeah. some, like, you know, 75-year-old white dude who's, like, covered, like, different yeah. areas of the league. He's, like – who still, like, wants to think LeBron's not, like, that great or whatever. He was like, "Welcome to the Western Conference, LeBron," because he took the L in Game One against Portland, and then they yeah. won the next four <laughs> against Portland. Then they beat Houston in five. Then they beat Utah in five and got to the NBA Finals and then won that. Mm-hmm. Or like or after he basically beat everybody in the West in five, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like, so the, someone and, responded Denver, to that Utah, with a Denver. banger of a tweet. They were just like, yeah. They were just like, "Welcome to LeBron Western Conference." They like flipped it. <laughs> Cause yeah. he, just, he just rolls through the league and gets to the finals like. Yeah. Everybody thought LeBron going to the West would have been the end of his finals run, and it, it wasn't. Like he just yeah. threw through it just like he did the East. Can't hate it's on that sick. dude anymore. <laughs> I just that's all I got. All, all I have left is latching onto MJ and like he I, he's my ride or die. But yeah. like, you can't hate on LeBron in terms of like. You
0: can't. You can't he anymore. shifted the whole. James was like, "Get me out of this conference." <laughs> He's many good teams.
1: He ruined the West, like he ruined the ruined East. Like the he West. killed, he killed people's will to compete. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like man, like
0: it was like remember, like before LeBron James, like. Phoenix was a fun little story with Devin Booker scoring seventy two in Boston. Mm-hmm. And then like LeBron gets there and it's like, no, we got to like really get our shit together because yeah. LeBron's here now. And yeah, we're gonna have to for- play him because <laughs> it, it's like literally in the conference they're like, no, we got to go get like CP three, some mm-hmm. real draft picks and really like fix this because like the, the like LeBron's here twice like a month now. So mm-hmm. like let's figure it it's out. Like someone-
1: yeah dude it's no,
0: I, only because they they, they're in the same division though like that west like
1: the west is stacked welcome to lebron western conference that was hilarious welcome to
0: lebron western <laughs> there's like yeah five five by. <laughs> i saw the one i just thought the, the funniest one after they won the championship was just all the tweets where it was like uh all the people saying like the things about the, all the teams that the lakers were gonna face like they were like yeah what are they gonna do with like Who's going to guard Harden? Who's going to guard Westbrook? It's like, what do you mean? I, I any We, we could have put a cone out there for that shit. Like, who's going to guard them? We like, put- we're, we're asking the wrong, wrong questions. Like, yes. Who's going to guard Westbrook? No. Like, LeBron and AD have never had a problem guarding anyone. Like, it's who's going to guard them? Like, you're saying the wrong thing. hmm yeah, but yeah That's, that's funny stuff okay. So are we making Our early prediction Nets Lakers Because I'm not Still Celtics Lakers Every year
1: Whoa Hold on a minute So You think Boston's Still getting
0: by The Nets Right Are you asking Journalist Jordan Or Whatever Jordan? You know what put You want whatever, You want logical put, Logical Jordan Whatever Jordan You want, Jordan you on want you like want. I you mean, are like I the,
1: really. Care. I think I feel like the answer should be the same, but you tell me, is it the same? <laughs> put both hats on and let me know. I'm still rocking
0: with it. I'm, I'm and I'll decide who that. I'm I I not. Want, who so I want. my, I'll put both hats on. So the like bias in me is still going with Celtics because I'm like, I still think the so Like if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum keep elevating and keep balling out. Who's to say they can't compete with – I'm not saying they're top five players in the league, but I'm saying for a series, I think they could ratchet it up and maybe beat that team. So, in Brooklyn as they are now, yeah. I, I think the Celtics are still deeper, Brooklyn as they are now. Well, I mean, everyone's
1: going to be deeper, but that that's what super teams deal with all the time. They're like, oh, even when the Heat got together, like, oh, yeah, they don't have a bench though. Okay, well, they don't really need one because – you're, you're essentially minus 20 when the stars are on the floor. So you have to be, like, 25 points better than their bench. And you're not. So you're just – I mean, you have to – I mean, yeah. The I have, mean, I'm, try, I'm still – bench
0: has to be 25 points better than theirs. Like, that's not – I'm still – I'm trying to be a loyal Celtics fan. And so I'm still just going to ride for them and just say that they would do well, even if that might not be true. Because the real, like, journalist, I guess, in me is, like, Yeah, we never had anybody who could guard Giannis or Jimmy Butler, so I don't think we have anybody who can guard KD. You don't? But, yeah, I don't want to admit that. Like, I don't logically want to have to admit that, so. Well, why do you have to admit it?
1: It's just, you know, that's like admitting that two plus
0: two. I know Giannis. Speaking of Giannis, I I know he's shitty right now. I know he's mad right now, too. He's sick. I know he was already, like. Damn, I already had to deal with KD and Kyrie. Now James when it comes to my Eastern Conference. How long
1: is KD under contract for with the Nets? Uh do and
0: what, not was, know. Yeah, what was like what was
1: Harden's deal too? Oh, that's they can be all free agents in a year. That's right.
0: Oh yes, yes.
1: Yeah. So they all have player options in a year. So he mm. yeah, he signed a long-term deal with Milwaukee. He'd be all right. He just had to wait it out a little bit longer <laughs> than he wanted to. <laughs> I mean, he's got Drew for five more years, right? Isn't that what they absorbed, right?
0: Yeah, that's not doing Drew Holiday and Giannis. It is kind of funny.
1: (laughs) It is kind of funny how he like he locked in with Milwaukee. Uh They made all these moves. He's like, okay,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then I know he's shitty. "Mm -hmm." You know, I wouldn't made if yo if James Harden got traded there before that. There's no way in hell. Giannis goes, yeah, I'm assigned five years. He goes, no, nah, I'll sign for two. We'll see. We'll see what this shit looks like after KD gets a full season in Brooklyn under his belt. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like, I don't even know if you're a superstar in the NBA, why you would even commit to a team that didn't have other rock solid studs around you. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet James, I bet Harden and KD, I would want to play with each other for a long yes. time, right? So they're probably gonna be like, all right, let's try to like formulate this contract situation to make yeah. it so we can be teammates. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like with, with Giannis that point too. like Giannis didn't really have a dude in Milwaukee he could like latch no. onto, you know, like I like love Chris this is the point. but KD yeah. ain't. So Giannis is so. in
0: and if cuz you said you asked like I mean like when you said top 5 players I guess Giannis is like like in like he'd be number 6 I guess. Like if we're going to get that like technical about it. But I'm like why is he the only one I mean besides Steph now? But Steph had I mean, when healthy has Clay. he's the, like, Giannis is the only one who doesn't have another top, like, guy right now in this era we're seeing of super duos. Yeah. Because you got, because even, like.
1: And he's a limited superstar in his own right. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's easy to scheme to defend him, which Mm -hmm. is why you need a stud around him, and Mm -hmm. you don't have one. Mm-hmm. So they're just never gonna. They're not gonna get over the hump as they're currently. <clears throat> yeah. So, so he kind of messed up going long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope he likes Milwaukee. Uh, I I yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hope- is like when you buy a car. He just bought a car that everybody was like, "Just lease it, bro. Just lease it. Just just, lease not gonna it. like it." <laughs> he just bought the bucks instead of leasing them. Yeah, everyone was like, "Bro, just lease it. Just lease it." Yeah, bro. don't, don't, dude, don't buy it. Why don't buy? It? That's so. That's a lot of commitment. You might not like it. Don't buy it. You don't it's know. It's so
1: funny how he got like props for like locking into that contract. And, like, look, yeah. he's being loyal to the team. He like, all that stupid narrative that still pops his head out. I can't like, believe
0: that's even a thing. <laughs> And then, what does loyalty to a Milwaukee mean? What do you mean? <laughs> no, it's not. been also, to Milwaukee.
1: I'm just like same, okay, I same. Mean, it's same, what, yeah,
0: it's same. Unexpected. But also, it's like <laughs> what kills me is I'm like, what does it? What does that mean? Like loyalty, Milwaukee. They owe him. You you ever watched the documentary, the Giannis effect? It's the same thing as like what LeBron did to the like Quicken Loans Arena back in the day. Like the Giannis, they they built the the Farza Forum was built because of Giannis. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me anything else. I played at the Bradley Center. I played at the Pfizer Forum. When you see it, you know that that is the house that Giannis built. That is a fact. That's just a fact. There was people in standing room seats to see him in the Bradley Center. People were paying to stand to watch him in Milwaukee. What do you mean, loyalty to Milwaukee? They owe him. He made Milwaukee weekday nights better for all the people in Milwaukee.
1: You haven't lived until you've covered a game at the Bradley Center because – the seating arrangement is just—I mean, you got to be really cool with people. Mm. And you got to be—you you can't be they knocked it down. Though. What do you mean?
0: They knocked it down, though, didn't they?
1: What the Bradley, the Center? Bradley Center? Yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like the, the whole new setup right there. Yeah, you,
0: it's nothing like that. No, nothing like that. But
1: I mean, I'm talking like here's how you're working. Yeah, because yeah,
0: yeah, and that's what, what, I mean? and that's what and pe- that's what and Pete—that's what I'm saying though. People still paid. Yeah. To stand that close to each other just to watch Giannis. Uh huh. Yeah. In Milwaukee. And yeah, I'm like, dude, it. you could have given the titles or not. He's already given back to this. I'm like, bro, honestly, it's just, yeah, he had really bad luck actually. Because if I <laughs> put myself in Giannis' shoes, if I was him at the end of this thing, I would have went to Miami, but he couldn't have gone to Miami because they beat them in the playoffs. Now, like it was just a bad, bad deal. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a good look. Like he's can a man, he force he... his be... image is like honor and integrity and like, like, gr... like will grit, like all that. And he could like, and I was about to be rocking with that in Miami because I thought he was out. I was like, oh, Giannis and Jimmy, like that's gonna be not something just Giannis serious. and Jimmy,
1: but like Giannis and like Duncan Robinson. Yes, like, F- fill him yeah. with
0: shooters, hero yeah, like Tyler. Hero. I was like, it's about to be rocking, but then obviously they had to lose to him, and it would have been like everyone would have been like, oh, Giannis is this and that. And I'm like, man, y'all, not, I don't know. Hey, he's just making a business decision.
1: That's all. Hey, I I, I respect but, it.
0: Yeah, he not might rookie. he
1: might need to he might need to like follow the James Harden path and force himself out of that situation because
0: mm-hmm.
1: that he's not he's not winning there. No no. Something's no. gotta happen for him to no. win there. I just don't see it. I mean they can't yeah. even beat the Celtics right now. Yeah. And the Celtics don't even have like no. one of those dudes. They've got like yeah. Jason Tatum's like almost there, and then he has Isn't better it? pieces around him than, than Giannis does.
0: They need to go out and get yeah, you know who they need to go out and get It's Brad Beal. You put Brad Beal, no, um, um, Milwaukee. He put, but they, they couldn't afford him. They couldn't. Afford yeah, him. that's but that's like what the, that's like the only situation I could see that working, like putting a guy like that there.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. you put a Brad Beal with a Chris Middleton and a Giannis, that's the only that's the only way I could be like, okay, maybe they're going to the finals now. But yeah, obviously, you don't have the money. Like, I, I mm-hmm. yeah, we it's messed tough up for
1: my man. We messed this episode up, though. We didn't. We stuck to sports, uh, so I'm mad at
0: us. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's okay for sports. I, I don't. know. We can have hey, we can we could have a no, but we could have a uh, we could have a you know a little, a little pre a little pre inauguration.
1: Want to do like a episode <laughs> a log, inauguration live stream?
0: Yeah, we the could. think about the, the thing about
1: these topics that we researched for our social commentary aspect of this show, or- yeah. They, they have a they have like a shelf life so we can talk about them next week exactly and we're, and we're gonna exactly I so yeah, don't think, don't think we uh, we let you guys off the hook we got social commentary coming too Oh yeah I, honestly like I want to I want to keep this like embedded in this in this podcast because it's not I was thinking about this last night um, like I'm 35 right now and I wish I knew what I know now at your age. Yeah. I'm not trying to like talk like an old head right now to you. No.
0: But no, I, and I, I wish, and I and I, I also I appreciate that
1: though too enough conversation like at your age mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think by 35, I No, had- I get
0: that too. And I said this about just our podcast in general. And what I love about this is I think there's a lot of people who are in my position too. And I tell you all the time, like the, the biggest the hardest thing for me in terms of uh politics and like really trying to understand some of it is um, trying not to get too deep into it and trying not to like to try to preserve my mental health because a lot of it is very divisive and like just Mm -hmm. in reading about it and even just the facts like I know they're facts but still they're very I don't know how to take some of it in so what's helpful for me is to have people like you that I can ask questions to and say it in the way that I just kind of speak normally instead of trying to make it all formal and political like i guess yeah. per se um but uh i think a lot of other people have the questions that i have so like for us when we get into our uh conversations about it and all that i i think it's uh, i i have a similar perspective to people my age who have the questions to even someone and i'm not even trying to make it like you're that much older but even just to someone in your generation so like be able to ask those questions i think people just like can really relate to like w- even what I'm asking you.
1: Yeah, I think. Well, the thing is, it because of what you just mentioned in terms of divisiveness. Like the temperature right now is at like a fever pitch, and we don't know how mm-hmm. to ta- turn it down without because mm-hmm. you there's there's stuff that needs to be addressed right now. Yeah. That if you turn down the temperature, you can't address it properly. Mm-hmm. So that's, so last week's episode, we got really emotional, right? We were, yeah. we were, we were, we were at we were we were the top. Yeah. And I, and I was too, but I felt like the, what we were responding to required us to be yeah, pretty upset. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we have a responsibility. Certainly, my, I think- certainly my age group demographic generation, or whatever you want to label it has a responsibility to yours to help, churn down the temperature gradually as we create a productive conversation around social issues. Right. Agreed. So when we talk about these issues, we have a responsibility to make sure the next generation knows how to do this, how to have these conversations without it always getting personal. You know, it's got it's gotta be personal, but let's make it productive at the same time. Yes. So yes. I want to make it, I don't want to avoid it. I want to keep, having conversations I don't that relate to real i want to take attention. it head on i want with to take a new head administration on, coming in like with new yeah uh, with new younger yeah politicians going to congress yes. and people getting elected yeah. around the city
0: yeah
1: um you know because like in omaha ernie chambers has gone to mckinney's in like mm-hmm. that's a that's like a 30 year age mm-hmm. gap right there it's a new generation of politicians exactly so i want to like keep like not mm-hmm. only just keep the pressure on them but like Keep up with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. With what 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 this summer? What this summer? What did what, what happened this summer? Mm-hmm. Did all that stuff? Was that just like a boiling point that mm-hmm. led to nothing? Or can we make it something that
0: is it going
1: to be? Is it going to be better the spring
0: pad that we thought yeah. it was supposed that it is supposed to be? I agree. Yeah, and I think it's, it's good if we don't because, because it's having conversation.
1: We're not going to do that.
0: It's a lot like and just to what you're saying. Like a lot was exposed and brought to the forefront in 2020, mm-hmm. and I think now we have a responsibility because like i agree with you i i can't be the same jordan who was out in 2020 marching Mm -hmm. in in black lives matter protests in front of the state capitol like this summer i can't be the same person if i don't come on here and we don't talk about this still Mm -hmm. like if i just did that and now it's done let's just talk about sports again what is that what does that say you know and so that's why i like that we get to jump on here and we can talk about what we're getting into and just because uh, it's it, it's just this is like the this is my political awakening I guess like this is the most I've ever been into politics in my life because That's what I'm I saying like you're I having it an, you're having it in an age I wish I had I it. feel like i, I feel yeah. like I have to and so to uh have this like podcast and be able to just put that out there and have like even just people who listen to it th- those are people who are gonna subsequently help me grow like in my political understanding in this world. So whether you agree with me we me or what we are saying or not any pushback, criticism, all that about what we're saying is helpful because that's kind of what we want at the end of the day because yeah, I that's don't, where we, where we have to get. Because for years and years we went on with things like you're saying like it was like events would happen like a George Floyd and then we don't talk about it and we don't hold the pres- the next president accountable for things like that. And we don't hold we didn't do that before. Let's do that now. And that's what we're here for. And so I'm excited. I'm sorry we didn't get to get into it today, but, you know. We will. That's just – we're, 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 we're going to bring that back. strong. We're going to bring that back strong.
1: And we um, don't want to create an echo chamber either. Like, I want feedback yeah. that's – if you disagree, speak up. Yeah. Let's have a, let's have a conversation. Let's right? have the conversation. We'll have let's guests on. on the to... find, if you want to – And have... we'd love to have guests we did yeah. disagree with. That makes for a more productive episode. Agreed. For real. So, yeah. For so, real. We start the sports today, but we're not going to do that. If you thought – we're like – if we thought we're not, uh, like, if last you thought week, that was, was just like a like an an one-time episode? thing, no, yeah, it time.
0: wasn't a one-time thing. It's yeah. actually, it's gonna be a every-time thing. Just, mm-hmm. you know, we get a little carried away here when we get to our NBA chit-chat. <laughs> sometimes things
1: went down in the league. We had to address things them. went down yeah. in the
0: league, so we had to, you know, we we, yeah. we called in audible, called a little James Harden at the line yeah. of scrimmage there.
1: But we still appreciate you chiming in, listening to us. We hope you check it out. Episode five, Jordan Scurry, OG number. Uh, episode that was five. You know, J five like, from freshman year, man. Yep. Before, before, before Taishon came in and was like, "Yo, let me let me scoop that. Let me swipe that." Yeah. I wish, that, had, I wish we. wish had a number. Did you change number five before he yeah, got there? give how How'd that see, go?
0: This is what I wish I had a cooler story to tell you, right? Oh. See, this is like to end this. <laughs> I'm tell a weird story, but. <laughs> So, so I literally picked five because I, it was the, like I was late. Obviously, you know, when I signed the crate and I was walking, I was late in the summer. And so they were like, Yeah, you like whatever you number you want, it's fine, get it. So I was like, Oh, five was the coolest. And <laughs> they prom they had promised Tyshawn that number when he committed. He had committed before I even, uh, he was committed before I even picked that number, I think, or
1: he was a recruit. So they knew it was a rental before you did? Yeah. Okay. But
0: they didn't tell me. So when I picked it, they 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 were like, yeah. Basically, I wish they just would have been like, yeah, we have a recruit, though, who's going to be number five next year. We promised him number five.
1: Okay. Preston
0: promised him number five. <laughs> and so I was so hot. Contingent
1: upon commitment. I,
0: I was so hot, though. Like right? And I'm on a team, and I'm like, who is it? Who is this young kid? Like, I'm not just letting him come. Like, he just can't come in here and hey, get a hold number. Up. I'm and, the yeah, guy. no, and not, not even the bad. I'm a still a puny little sophomore. Like, whatever. Okay, but but you know, I'm trying to get respect. Like in college basketball, you know how that shit is, right? Yeah, play oh. me for it. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I was like, yo, Preston, he gotta play me for it. Like, he can't just have my number. Yo, Preston laughed dead in my face and said, "You're giving him five. That was cute though.
1: That was, like, your introduction, to, your first introduction to, like, real life.
0: I yeah. was, like, <laughs> you're just, oh, man. I did, like, though. You, you I did 12, when I was that. You choose 12 after that? So you want to know the story? I actually didn't want it. I was like, all oh, these numbers are whack. And then I was pissed they were even making me change. So what I wanted to do was I was trying to get the most inconvenient number possible. So they had to like go make a new jersey because I was pissed off. Like 67 so like,
1: or something like that?
0: Yep. <laughs> I actually asked. It was 55. I was like, yeah, can you make me like a 55? 55. Like, yeah. I was like, I like like 55, like two fives. Because I was like, oh, I went from one five to two five. Okay. Was, like 55. So okay. I said it to Johnny. And like Johnny was like, yeah, no, we can't do that. Like whatever. And then I was like. Fuck this! I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just blow the scurry curry thing out of proportion here. Let me get thirty, and he was like, "Don't got that either. Like we'd have to make them." And I was like, "That's that's, why not?" I was like, "That's the point." He goes, "Dude, just choose one of the numbers we already have," and I was like, "But like, I know guys who like." And then so uh, this is after my freshman year, so I already know like they're calling Jahan's 12 at pickup. So I'm like, I don't want to pick, like I see him. I don't know if I want to pick the same number. And mm-hmm. so I go through the Rolodex, right? And then it's 13. I'm like, dude, but I played with Cole Huff. Like he was 13 my freshman year. I don't want it to have the number of somebody I literally played with like yeah. before. And then all the other numbers I like didn't really like. They were like, I don't know. It was like the 34, like I, I was, th- I was close to 34 because I was like, oh, Boston kid. I'll do like a uh, Paul Pierce, David Ortiz, like makes sense, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, I don't know, I just was like 12 because all in, in high, like, I don't know why, but in high school, my numbers were because I would choose, I chose 32 uh, initially because I, it's the three, I have my two parents, obviously mom and dad. So the two, and then the three, it's me, my brother and my sister, three siblings. Okay. So I would always, at 32, that's why I like that. And then 23, I was my senior year. And then I like five because in total, it's the five family members, and then I look. I was like, I, I couldn't like make that do any family thing out of any of the numbers left. So the way I made it up with twelve is I was like, oh, I'm one brother, and I have two younger siblings, so twelve. Okay. And you were cool with taking it from like? Did you have? Yeah, I called James. I called him. Okay. Yeah, he was like, dude, you know I don't give a fuck. Like I <laughs> <that> was like, <laughs> he was like, respect for calling me, bro. He goes, but you got it. Like he was like. And, you know i don't care i did the same thing i actually called cole huff too to see what he would say and he was like bro i'm mad that cole huff is like bro why would you even call me just take the number <laughs> i was like <laughs> I he's like why is this even a conversation you've spent like, oh, like sleepless nights thinking about this i'm like, like thinking about dude, it for like six yeah, hours I'm, go right ahead. I'm like dude this is gonna be my number like i'm gonna be and they're like dude it it's like, I'm- like both of them are like Dude, I'm like playing pro overseas. Like, like I'm, I'm like I have other shit to do in my life. I'm like, all right, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Sorry, I called you with my college problems.
1: This is like a text conversation. What are you calling me for? <laughs> yeah, it's four in the morning over here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, just wanted to wrap that up with a fun I think I might, I think story. I might
1: tease the episode like that. Like, find out how Jahens gave Jordan the blessing to have his number. Basically, yeah,
0: yeah. In the last, in the last two minutes of this two and a half hour well, they'll have to get through the first two hours to get there see how exactly yeah. exactly like when does he talk about it keep going <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna tweet this one out and be like just make sure you listen to this one on like 1.5 volume maybe maybe 2.5 2.5 volume you'll get through it in like an hour yeah and we got through
1: our zoom hiccups and everything like that we made it through the yeah. end another mm-hmm. episode five in the books uh we did it. Appreciate you, Jordan, and thanks for everybody for tuning in. We did it,
0: even with my shitty Wi-Fi. Let's go. Five episodes.
1: Go. With his scrub Wi-Fi. That's what the scrub is. We scrub that.
0: Wi-Fi. Five episodes <laughs> in. We're we're live, baby. See y'all next week. Have a good one. See you next week.